Hey guys, brand new podcast. Uh, I'm going to be on the road this summer. Next week, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama at the Stardome. I want to make sure you come out and see me at the Stardome. The week following, I'm with Nate Bargazzi, Kyle Kinane, uh, Sal Volcano in Boston on the 21st at the Shays Performing Arts Center, the 22nd at the Chicago Theater, and the 23rd at the Fox Theater. Following that week, I'm going to be at the WDBE, com- the DBE Comedy Fest on the 29th. Those shows are sold out, but I'm doing a live podcast on the 30th if you want to hang out. And then on the 21st of July, Yes, I am doing Rover's Morning Glories live show. Big Boy's going to be there. Shine Down. Who else, Halston? Machine Gun Kelly, Little John, All That Remains, Red Sun Rising. And uh, and the previous two nights, the 19th and 20th, I'm going to be at Hilarities doing stand-up. I'm, uh, so come out and see me on the 19th and 20th, and then all let's all go and party our balls off on the 21st. Houston Improv, first week, August. Columbus Funny Bone, Irvine, Oxnard. Kansas City, possibly Madison, San Jose, Cowheads Cruise, Omaha Funny Bone, Cobb's Comedy Club, Sober October, who fucking knows what's going on online. I haven't even been online. I haven't even seen what's going on online. I haven't even looked at any GoFundMe pages. So let's just pretend that none of that is going on, right? We'll talk about that if we are going to talk about it on uh, on open tabs. I'm sure I'll have a few open tabs this weekend. I just did Anna Ferris's Anna Ferris's podcast. She was awesome. That was really fun. We're gonna do it again. I'm gonna do her podcast again, probably. But more importantly, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a limo to go to her house, pick up her and her posse, and then drive them out here. And we're gonna do a podcast in the man cave and a late night boozer, smoking cigarettes, smoking cigars, tearing through cocktails. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, but yeah, this podcast that I have coming out was a fun one. It's uh, my buddy Brendan Schaub stopped by. We were talking comedy and we we're like, fuck this podcast. And then we'll bullshit about our acts and see if we can work off some jokes. You know, you know, right, Leanne? Yeah. He's a really nice guy. Brendan's fantastic. He yeah, really is. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Really, really nice. Yeah. Someone you probably could be friends with. Yeah. <laughs> he probably doesn't bully you publicly. So yeah, he's a really nice guy. I haven't been on Twitter either. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> what are the reads today? <laughs> You're such a fucking asshole. I'm not an asshole. I don't pledge other people's money. Just saying. <laughs> this is our second fucking read because. The first because someone has an axe to grind? Because yeah, someone does have a goddamn axe to grind. I have been such a team player with everything. With everything. Super happy for all of it. But seriously, that is so uncool to purposely make someone else look like an asshole. Oh, I don't like please that. Please just stop. Okay. I stop. I didn't name any names. And everyone knows you're talking about Tom and Ari. I didn't say those names. You did. For those of you, uh, this uh, this charitable donation has become very complicated in my life. <laughs> uh, yes, I am still friends with Tom and Ari. Okay, you are. Today's podcast is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Are you a dad? I'm a dad. 
You know what I like doing more than anything as a dad? Smoking a cigar, drinking a beer, and grilling. And grilling. There's something about grilling that connects with me in like the most primal way. It makes me feel like I'm going in the right direction in life. Do you know what I mean? I do. It makes me feel like everything's working out in my life. Yeah, like donating money to a charity of your choice. That's very empowering. Like grilling, same, same. Like grilling. Mm-hmm. So why be behind the eight ball this Father's Day when you know what you can get your dad? Just go to Omaha Steaks and and fucking make it rain. They've got a Father's Day package we're going to talk to. But let me tell you real quick, if you don't know what Omaha Steaks is, let me tell you, I'm like one of the first. I, oh, I said to someone, I was like, I'm one of the first generation of people that got Omaha Steaks for my grandma. And then the guy was like, really? Were you born in 1952? Did the, the governor of Omaha send you steaks, Bert? Well, I think they started actually in 1912. 1912. 12. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. How did you know that? Because after you made that statement, I was like, I don't think that's accurate. So I fact checked it. I but, love Omaha steaks. My grandmother used to send me Omaha steaks when I lived in New York. She would send me a care package. I remember the first time I got it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I'd never heard of it before. It was right right when I first, no, it was when I think it was when I was first moved to college. And she sent me fillets. I didn't understand the cut. And I made fillets. I remember Mike Osborne was like, bro, fillets? Filet mignon? And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, "Uh, this is the best cut of meat. And we grilled out fillets. We poured red wine on them. We didn't understand how to marinate. But they were still good. That's how (laughs) good. You just poured red wine on them? Yeah, we just like pour red wine on them. That'll work. And so, did it? What happened? Did they catch on fire? No, we, we just didn't know. You just pouring red wine on a steak with some salt. Oh my god. It's super convenient. They're delivered, hand-trimmed, flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed directly to your door in an Omaha Steaks cooler. They've got a ton of varieties. Pork, poultry, lamb, bison, seafood, vegetables, french fries, desserts. They've got everything. And they are the highest quality cut with one-of-a-kind flavor. All beef is USDA inspected for quality and aged for 21 days to unlock the full flavor and tenderness of each cut. And like I said, this Father's Day grilling package is awesome. I got one. They sent me one and I've already grilled everything in it, but you can customize it. It gives you the option to customize your cuts for your dad's grilling needs. Find the recipes, find a Y pairing. Here's our call to action right now. Omaha steaks is giving a limited time offer to my listeners for father's day at 78% off. This is a fucking amazing deal. It's a great deal. Go to omahasteaks.com and type BERT, B-E-R-T, in the search bar, and you can get this Omaha Steaks Father Day package, which includes two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins. By the way, I got to be dead honest with you. We grilled both the filets and both the sirloins, and we couldn't tell the difference. That's how tender the fucking uh, top sirloins are. And then I went to the store the next day. I was like, I really like that top sirloin. And I knew that it was was low in calorie. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I looked for it and I couldn't find the same type of cut that they had delivered. Oh, Everything really? else looks so fatty. I was like, ah, fuck it. Really? Yeah. I was like, I'll just go to Omaha Steaks and order more. They've, this comes with two tender beef filet, two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, four fried chicken steaks, four boneless pork chops, all four all beef Omaha steak burgers, four jumbo franks gourmet jumbo franks 12 ounces of all beef meatballs one pound of steak fries which we ate first four caramel apple tartlets one omaha steak seasoning packet plus four more grill ready omaha steak burgers free with purchase again 
This is a limited time offer for only $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com and type in BERT in their search bar. It's $49.99 plus shipping. What? It is. Yeah. <laughs> and f- add Father's Day package. Oh, I was, I'm, I read, I'm sorry, I was reading this wrong. <laughs> Again, this is a limited time offer for only $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com, type Bert in the search bar, and add Father's Day package to your cart. Don't wait. This end offer ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com and type Bert in the search bar and grab your dad and fire up the grill. Dads. This podcast is also brought to you for four hymns. For hymns, hymns, hymns. For hymns is the website. Mm. Hymns. Do you know the type of guy that I'm not fucking volleyballing this to you right now? Uh huh. Do you know anyone that's losing their hair and can't get their dick hard, Leanne? I know uh, one of each. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly do. And I would not recommend for hymns because I think they should stay in the state they are currently in. Oh. Listen. Maybe they could take that $10,000 and invest it in hair implants and Viagra. Maybe they could. Maybe they could. Hims. <laughs> Hims is a fantastic, uh, a fantastic site. What they do is they, anything with uh, sexual performance mm-hmm. that was with that awkward conversation you got to have with the doctor or even hair loss. All those awkward conversations you got to have with doctors, you no longer have to have those conversations. Hims is one-stop shopping for basically male effectiveness. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness, all for men. They connect you with real doctors with medical-grade solutions to treat erectile dysfunction. And it's not bullshit. It's no snake pills or those gas station pills that Red Band takes. <laughs> it's prescription solutions backed by science. One erectile dysfunction pill starts with the letter V. Do you know what that is? Don't say the name of it. Do you know it's what that is? It's Vector. No. It's and it just came off the patent list December 11th. And that was the real game changer. So now you don't have to go and sit in some waiting room, have an awkward conversation with a doctor. Just go to 4 It's so fucking easy. You go online, you answer a few questions, and uh, you have a quick co- ch- chat with a doctor for confidential review. And the products are shipped directly to your door. Severe ED is not a problem for rich guys in a bathtub. It affects guys in their 30s and 40s, like my friends Tom Segura and Ari Shafir. Being... Your best doesn't mean performing your best. Wait, being your best means performing your best. I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> maybe, maybe it doesn't mean performing your best. No in doctor, in person doctor visits, not anymore. This is, it's erectile without the dysfunction. It's it's easy. Here's what you do right now. Go to four hymns. Go to hymns for a month today for just five bucks we'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last see the full website for details this would cost literally hundreds of dollars if you went to a pharmacy or a doctor go to fourhims.com slash burtcasted that's fourhims.com slash burtcasted fourhims.com slash burtcasted i'm telling you right now i have hair simply because i got in front of the train I got in front of the problem well before uh, it was a problem. And that's why I still have hair. Guys like Segura and Ari, they didn't do that. That's why they're losing their hair. That's why they look bald. Totally. Yeah. 
That's definitely it. So you can you can fix this now if you just get in front of the bus. And that's what I do. And when it comes to erectile dysfunction, there's no need to be embarrassed about it. It ta- happened to Tom when they were first trying to get pregnant. He had a real hard time get it up. And he was like, does this happen to you? It's like so much pressure about having a kid and having to perform. And I was like, no, it's never happened to me. But it's totally not something to be ashamed of. And just go, go, go to now. But he had to go to a doctor, which was awkward. Now you can just go to Four Hymns. It's absolutely fantastic. Four Are you Hymns. serious? You're just joking. No, I'm being dead Tom. serious. Well, does he know you're saying that? On well, no, this you've podcast? already trashed him on this podcast. I might as well. I was just in. not trashing him. I was trashing the fact that he volunteered you to give ten thousand dollars to a charity without discussing it with you first. Yeah, I know. Which I think is really crappy. All the other Jesus things. Christ, Austin. Well, no, all the other uh, things you guys agreed on. Like, you were at least in the room when it was discussed. I think that's pretty crappy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And by the way, I made up the erectile dysfunction Okay, thing. good. Now I feel better because you don't you don't be nasty to somebody just because they're nasty back. I was joking. Well, I didn't See, know. I think you missed the, 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 the inside jokes that Tom and I have. Literally someone called. Literally someone called. I won't say who, but a, a very important person called another very important person and then reached out to Tom and Tom called me today and was like, hey, they think we're, we really hate each other. I was like, no, I don't hate you. He was like, because I, I, I put a thing, everyone started hitting me up online about the GoFundMe thing Ari created, um, Evil Bert, and uh, and even Anna Ferris brought it up today and I was like, no, I, I mean, I was like, I'm just ignoring it. But like, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not mad at you. I, I don't hate you. He was like, yeah, I didn't think so. But I think people think we really hate each other. Even Anna was like, no, I know you don't hate each other. Yeah, I know we you don't have hate this, each other. This... I, I posted, I posted, everyone was hitting me up online when I got on the plane yesterday and I was drunk and I was like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm not going to answer these people. Right. I know a lot of them are breaking my balls, but I was like, first of all, you guys can all suck my dick and you get in line behind Ari Shafir and Tom Segura. <laughs> and that's what I posted. That's the last thing I posted on Twitter. And everyone, I guess people think we really hate each other. I, I don't hate them. I love them. I know you do. I do. I know you do. I love one of them. <laughs> which one? I guess they'll just have to figure that out. Okay. I think Ari knows which one. <laughs> How do you know Ari knows which one? <laughs> oh, fuck. Today's podcast is a fantastic podcast. I just don't like bullies. I don't like bullies. I don't like that shit. I think you can be friends without being bullies. Today's podcast is a fantastic podcast. Uh, and he's not a bully. And he was a fighter. Yeah. Yep. He is a very You sweet know why he's not a bully? Why? Because he was a fighter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Today's podcast is a fantastic podcast. Uh, Bottom feeder. If you, don't, if you don't know already, he is... Uh, he is co-host with one of the biggest podcasters out there fighter and the kid uh he is a ex-mma fighter he was an ex-professional football player he, he was yeah i played for i think for the broncos i right? didn't know that i knew he was an mma fighter but i didn't know he played football he's huge yeah he's a massive guy and we we really you know it's very interesting the conversation we have because this was at the very beginning of my inter- intermittent fasting which has gotten a little out of control and now i'm eating like once a day and i'm not it's not like <laughs> What are you laughing at? It's not really fasting. I know. 
No, no, intermittent. I think it's more like gorging no. and then starving and yeah, then gorging it. and then starving, which is different than fasting. I just have four hot dogs. <laughs> you just have four fucking hot dogs. Four hot dogs. And Isla had one and a bag of chips at like two o'clock in the afternoon. But I hadn't eaten in in 18 hours. Which is not fasting. That's starving. No, it's, intermi- it's called intermittent fasting. Yeah, but usually when you fast for your health... You end the fast with something healthy. Yeah, I know, but hot dogs were in the fridge, and I couldn't say no to hot dogs. <laughs> By the way, I saw those last night when I got home, and I had just started my fast at nine, and I was like, how am I going to say no to hot dogs? They're really good hot oh, dogs. Oh, they're so fucking good. They're really good. They are, uh, they're from uh, Omaha Steaks. They're fucking phenomenal. Yeah, they're really good hot dogs. Uh, so... Um, <clears throat> But yes, yeah, so and it's, those are the things. If you don't know who I'm talking about, if you don't know who I'm talking about, also this might be your first time listening to my podcast. Because if you don't know who Brendan Schaub is, then I don't know how you found me. He is fucking awesome. And the most important, the most important thing I think we talk about a little bit in this podcast. I can't remember what we talked about in this podcast, other than our both of our problems with intermittent fasting. But um, he is now a legit stand-up comic. He is doing stand-up comedy almost every night of the week. He's on tour every night of the week. And he just, he's got a new show on Showtime called Below the Belt that is phenomenal. It's a little bit of sketch, a little bit of interview, a little bit of what he does, and a little bit of talking about fights and sports. He's just, he's an all-around fantastic guy. I'm really glad to be friends with him. I'm very lucky with all the people I'm friends with, even the ones my wife hates. I'm really lucky to have them in my I life. I don't hate anybody. <laughs> even the ones my wife's angry with right uh, now. <laughs> yes, I am angry with, but I don't hate. Uh, so I hope you enjoy the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Brendan Schaub. It looks like the set of Demolition Man. Are you back on coffee? Are we yeah. rolling? Yeah, I'm back on oh, coffee. Oh, awesome. We're, we're rolling. Um, we're rolling. How, was, how long have you been back on coffee? I'm off. Um, probably three weeks now because I, I was super sick. My body was so acidic. I was thrown up everywhere after shows. Yeah, you told Rogan me Rogan had that. like another intervention with me about drinking too much coffee. <laughs> we, we did the Wilbur. We, we, that's him, right? We did... We did the Wilbur Theater uh, at oh. my first, like, that was like my first big show there, and Rogan opened for me, and we get done, I'm like, ah, I'm, I don't feel good again, and we're in, uh, we're driving back, uh, and Brittany Palmer, the ring car, uh, ring car girl's with us, my brother's with me, and we're, we're dropping her off first, and I look at my brother, like, I'm gonna throw up again, he's like, what? I'm like, I'm gonna throw up, and I didn't want to throw up, and it was like this nice Escalade, like Uber, I'm like, I don't want to throw up in front of all these people, yeah. so I'm like, driver, pull over, and he's like, well, I'm like, pull over, we're on the highway, <laughs> And I get out, and most people, you know, when you're about to throw up, everyone's like, oh, dude. Rogan was like all up, just got out of the car. He's like, all right, let it out. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Then he goes, we got to talk. Here's what's going on. And then I was like, dude, my body's so acidic. I went and saw a doctor, and they said it was a combination of just being overworked, stressed, too much coffee, acidic, and then I was using a CBD oil spray, but it was cinnamon flavored. For whatever reason, that perfect storm combinations make me sick as fuck really? so i went off coffee for like two months and I, I i have my own coffee brand coming out so i had to delay it. i'm like we that's a hard one to explain i was like we gotta we gotta wait a little bit and like why i'm like because if i drink coffee i throw up so i can't really we gotta wait so it's coming out in june oh <laughs> uh, yeah rogan cares 
a lot. Yes. Like he definitely cares. He's the best. He's, he's the best. like it's like he's a great friend to have, but if you're trying to lie to yourself, he's a tough friend to have. Oh, dude. I'm like, I don't have a problem. He's like, you do. And let's talk about I'm like, on the highway right now? Those people are waiting. He's like, they'll wait. Let's talk. I'm like, all right, we'll do this here, I guess. On yeah. the side of the highway. We can have this here. I was getting ready for my the special I just shot and uh How'd that go? It was great. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Where'd you shoot it at? Philly at the Troc. Oh, sick. Trocadero, yeah, yeah. sick. It was great. It was it was an interesting, it was a really interesting experience. Where did, how many shows did you shoot? Sorry two. if you already explained all this. No, no, no. You I shot have, two? Yeah, did shot you two. hit it out the park in the first one and the nope. second? Shit the bed in the first one? Uh, I wouldn't say shit the bed, but Hold I on, shit. shit the bed for Burt standards. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, I hold you super high regard. So for yeah. Burt standards, shit oh, the bed the first bed. one. Yeah. So in the second one, it's like, so, let's second ride. one, I'm, oh, no, 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 no. So first one, shit the bed. I go back. How I, so? Um, Timing? You know, there's something. No, no. It, there's like, sometimes it can just be mojo. Like, so there it rained that night, and we're in the truck, and we're filming, and we have all the fucking power on and all of a sudden the power goes down like like 30 minutes before showtime so they push showtime by an hour and a half and people are standing outside in the rain and they're losing their buzz and it's in my head i'm like fuck it's, man it's all you can think about yeah. and so it's the flow i had said to my buddy uh like sometimes when i do stand up like on the road i never notice it but on a special i actually noticed it the last the second special i did I flubbed a line and I was like, and when you're on the road, you don't even notice it. But when you're doing a special and you flub a line, it, it reeks. You go, I got to come back and cover that. I told my wife, I was like, Hey, if I flub any lines in my special, like, you know, I'm not misspeaking, write them down. This is how bad that first show was. She came in and was like, I don't know where to start. You're like what? <laughs> and my, one of my best friends ever, like my whole life, this guy, Tony Hernandez runs a production company that shot my special. And he came in and he was like, uh, he was like, okay. He goes, we got 90% of it. And I was like, all right. That's not and bad. in my head, I was like, well, in my head, I'm like, we're covered. Like we got 90, but there's some jokes that just didn't fly. Didn't hit out of the park. I went out the next show. I love, I've always said, you know, I say I'm an athlete. Everyone always makes fun of that, but I was an athlete all growing up. Yeah. Like a legit competitive. So you like the recruited to play baseball. Yeah. I love being put on the line. Yeah, I love too. getting put in the position where it's go time. Yeah. Uh, uh, runners on first and second. We're down by two and you're up. I yep. love that. I've always loved that feeling. Yep. And I sat there and I thought, I thought to myself, you said you always love this feeling. You've yep. always said you've loved this. You said it. To your, you you know, said this, man. Yeah, you put yourself in this situation. Yeah. And I was like, you got, this is the one thing you do better than anything in your life. You know what you're saying. Stop. Just go out and have fun. Yeah, don't overthink it. And my buddy Tony made a brilliant call and said, I'm going to get a coffee. You want a coffee? And by the way, I never drink coffee. Like, I will drink coffee before a show, but normally I don't if I'm on the road because it fucks with my stomach. I've and, stopped doing it to you. And so, but I went, yeah, you know what? I can use a coffee. And I had a coffee and it kicked in and I went out and I swear to you all my children, I had the dream set beginning to end. Oh, beginning yes. to end that when I got off, I hugged my agent, Nick Nusforo, and I was like, that was it. Like, I, like... I will always, I'm a very critical person. Yeah. I will always tell you when I perform okay. Like I'll always say, when I follow Dalia, I always struggle. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, every time I follow Dalia, I'm like, I, you gotta, I, was, I think I was talking to Ari about this. You gotta pay attention to the person in front of you and go, all right, follow him, Burr. You're always gonna struggle. But in, and I'll be real about it. And I have, if I have a great set following Dalia, I'll be real about that too. Why do you, why do you think you struggle following Dalia though? 
He's just so talented. His, his dynamic? Well, he's just really talented. He's young. He makes you feel like, like you know... He sets the room on fire. And he does. He just fucking hammers it. Like, And he's in the moment. He he's just so is, talented. He's really dialed in. Like, he just... And he's in that time. Like, Segura's that way. And I think... And, but I, I walked off. I hugged my agent. I was like, that was it. That's I so went upstairs cool, and everyone had that look in their eye. They're like, that was fucking mad. And I was like, oh my yeah. God, I had chill bumps. Everyone's a little relieved too. Like, Everyone, that was it. My buddy Tony was like, I was worried. <laughs> 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 and like, and, uh, and I mean, I'll get into greater detail. I'll talk to you about this yeah, off, please off do. mic. But, uh, but I, I, I told Rogan, this is another one of those great Joe qualities is like the week before I'm shooting my special, I go in and I work on this one story. This is the week before I'm shooting my special. And I tell it, I want to figure out this story. And I know that if it works in the store, it works everywhere. And it kind of didn't work. And I was like, fuck, what did I do? And Joe just sees it in my eyes. He's like, uh, get ready to shoot your special? I was like, yeah, I go, I'm fucking working with this one story. He's like, let's go sit down. So we went back to that back bar and talked for about an hour and a half. You guys figured it out. And... He just I, he just heard me talk about it, and he was like, and he was like, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And and Segura had given me this idea, and I'd worked it with Joe. And Joe's like, yeah, yeah, I think that really works. I think I think don't worry about it. I think you got it. And I was like, That's huge. dude, for an hour and a half, we just bullshitted That's about huge. it. And and those feelings when you go, all right. And so yeah, it makes you feel way better. But but I I feel like too, and I've said this multiple times. It, you know, obviously I'm new with comedy and people offer me help, but there's certain guys where they'll give me advice, but their styles so much more. It's com- a completely different lane than I'm in where the advice they give me. I'm like, dude, I appreciate it, but there's no way that's going to work for me. I, like, I don't work yeah. like that. I need someone to like Segura is good with me and I'm good with Segura. Like, like, like talking to each other yeah. about our bits because I don't do what he does. Yes. And he doesn't do what I do. But he knows what I'm good at and I know what he's good at. So like when I mean, we were sitting upstairs one night at the belly room and I was like, he was like, what do I talk about? And I just knew a fun bit for him. Yeah. And I t- gave him a premise and he was like, for real? I was like, yeah. He's like, can, can I work that premise? And I was like, it's just a premise. I can give him a joke. Yeah. I just gave him a premise. And he probably went nuts. <laughs> and he fucking came off stage. He was like, thank you. He's a and there's, oh, there's no better feeling than being, like having a brand new premise where yes. you're like, I can't wait to work this. I know. Yeah. But I, I say that uh, w- with you all the time. Like, that's one of the reasons I always reach out to you because with like that, that story that it's going to be on, this not happening now, but there's a whole nother, I'll talk about off here, there's a whole nother thing going on with that story, but I gravitate towards your style of comedy so much. Like yeah. I always watch you. I always watch you because you're the storyteller and I can relate to it so much. So when you give me notes, like just that one time we sat down, I think last time I was here, yeah. my game just went and then I haven't seen you since. So I suck now, but it went <laughs> and then, but it's just, and it's not that anyone's giving me bad advice. It's just for whatever reason you, I connect with you when we work together. Well, I think, I think when I first saw you in the belly room, do stand up, I was like, I was like, Oh, it's almost like the same with Eddie Bravo. When I watched Eddie Bravo, I was like, oh, he's natural on stage. There's mm. nothing. But it's like you suffer from the same thing I suffer from where where like sometimes you like, like I, man, I have as much of a hard time working a new story as you do. Yes. But if you see it from the other perspective, you go, oh, yeah, let's just cut. Oh, well, you're talking too much. Just stop. Just, yep. I get it. You're, you're yep. you know, like just say the one thing. Yep. And it's so much easier seeing that from the other side. Wow. And, and it's so hard when you're in it right now. I'm trying desperately. I lived in a, um, in a, I lived in, I would guess what you could argue is a white trash neighborhood when I was, we first moved like first out of house. Yeah. And it had such a, 
Like I'm obsessed with the premise that like I am what they say is the problem with America, you know, like white privilege, oblivious to anyone else's struggle, uh, in my own lane. But I was like, I could have been so much worse. You like, could have went way worse. I mean, those kids. Uh, but that, that doesn't really work for you because you've created your own hustle. You've yeah. You've created your own business. So that doesn't work here. Why well, no, no, meaning like, meaning like white socially. Oh, I socially, you. I could yeah. have been like, I grew up with tiki tortures. Yeah. Like those kids are tiki tortures. Yeah, those kids are fucked. Oh, dude. And I, there's like all these premises where I go, like I, on the hike today, I did a, like a six mile form two miles in up two miles and down two oh, miles. Oh, nice. Right around here? Yeah, yeah. Over, I mean, everyone knows where I fucking live these days, but yeah. yeah. And so, um, and I was working this bit and it just, it's like, and sometimes it's not until you talk it to another friend that they go, oh, that's funny. Well, you, you were, uh, when you say working a bit, you do it while you're working in your head? Yeah, just obsessive. Yeah. Like, I go, like, I had this, we lit this kid on fire one time and I was like in first grade and I'm like, I'm like, why, like, Where's the angle? Why, what's the positive of this? Like, where do, like, and so I'm just like, I'm coming at it from every angle as I'm jogging. And then if I get really good, I think better when I'm walking. Yeah. So like, if I get really close to it, I stop jogging and I start walking and mm. I go, okay, let's, and like pace it down. And do you, do you, like a lot of guys write it all down, like Rogan writes it all down. A lot of guys don't. Like Kurt Stil Chris Delia goes, I've never wrote anything in my life. I mean, yeah. where's he? goes, everything. All my specials, everything I've ever done is in here. It's Brian it, too. Callan's the same way. Yeah. Burr, uh, Rogan, I'll write it down. Yeah. I can, if I have written before, but it just, I feel, I find myself, I'll write down like the premises, like I'll like, it's like a, like a bullet point thing. Yeah. But then I find myself looking at it and then just going off track. I, I, I can't, it almost hinder me if I have to sit there and write. I have to, I can, I will write down. Uh, I will. I record everything on my shows and then I go through and I put it in my uh, garage band and then I take it and I, I will write down verbiage that works, that slides well. well that's like cool. if there's a sentence that, um, like uh, I have this joke about Leanne coughing during or uh, during sex, mm -hmm. and I go, "There's nothing better than a woman coughing during sex." Am yeah. I right? Whoa, bear down, cowgirl, like yeah. that. But that I like that bear down, cowgirl. Yeah, like down. I like that line. Yeah. And I said it one time, and I couldn't remember what it was. I had to go back and listen to the recording, and then see. And then what I'll do is I'll 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 go get a coffee and I'll just walk up and down streets, and just work that bit obsessively yeah and i think that's it's a little bit of ocd it's not super healthy uh i don't know i, I feel like it's healthy it's good in my i business, think everyone wants know? to say well i mean if you're if your kids are at dinner and you're outside walking pacing that's a little weird but yeah you might have a problem i was in uh i was telling someone the other day i was in uh george's recital and i'm writing tight pussy jokes Cause, because of Leanne, of coughing during sex. And I was like, oh, I'm like writing jokes. I'm like, oh, remind me to use that thing when we got to open a jar. Holy shit. Like, oh, like, holy. Well, it was the one I, the one I got, that, the one I said that I'll never be able to use because no one will get it. And I was like, holy chasing Amy, bad man. Because <laughs> <You just laughs> of the Chinese finger cuffs. Yes. <laughs> like, but like, I'm, and then I'm writing them down on my phone. Like, I'm, because I don't have my paper with me. I'm writing them. like, you're fucking crazy. I'm, my my wife's like, hey, enjoy the fucking recital. Yes. Yeah, Though. And I was super like, boring, yeah. oh, it's super, super boring. I wrote a joke in the last recital. I was like, uh, where's a school shooter when you need one? <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> and it, but you write it, you know, yeah, you yeah. put it down and you're like, no, yeah, you that'll never, nah, that'll never not, show up. Connect well. <laughs> this is which special? This is your, how, uh, this I'm writing all right. New stuff right this now. This is all new, but the one you just shot, how many is this? Third, third. third yeah. Deal. And where's this one going to live? 
Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, it comes huge, out. Man. I think I can say it when it comes out. I think I'm going to hold off and saying when it comes out. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to surprise people. I, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to get you in trouble. You like, yeah, like, I, like, I, well, but it's is like, it soon? Like, how's that work with Netflix? So you shoot it. I shot it in February, last week of February. We were done editing it. March. In April, we were done editing it. So it's packaged, ready to go into April. Yeah, and then we sent it to Netflix, and then they watch it internally. Like, their marketing team, their, everyone watches it, and then you go in and you have a meeting with them. That's how it worked for me. And they, and then they just, they, I mean, I can't imagine they bring anyone and tell them they're not excited about their special. Yeah, no. So I don't think I'm different in that, but they're excited, and they're, they're, they can't wait to air it, and they think it's going to be big, and... You know, and so then you kind of come up with marketing schemes of you help them with the marketing schemes. I do, but they, but they, they have a marketing team, and they go, "This what we want to do. What do you think of this?" uh, Kind of. So, like, technically, they don't need to do anything because no, they don't have to going to go to Netflix. I, you know, but here, but here's the argument with that, and I just had this conversation with someone I won't won't mention. With Netflix now, and obviously you've been with them before, before all this, but they have so much content now, yeah. it's almost tough to find. Like, yeah, you, if you get in that algorithm, it's money. If you yeah. get in that, well, I watch Bill Burr, so they recommend Rogan, so they recommend Burt, and they recommend Segura, and then yeah. you got, you know, uh, all these other, Chris Rock. That's great, but there's so much content now on Netflix, and they're even picking up, so, and I love Netflix, I'm not throwing shade out, but they're also picking up some shows, I'm like, why did they pick that guy up, or why did they pick this up, and, you know? It's an interesting, it is interesting, like, I'm always fascinated when they get these international comics that I've never heard of. Like, I watched the guy who did one all in Spanish, and I just watched to see if I could figure out when to laugh based on the pacing. And could you? I have No, I couldn't. I have a theory that... The thing that's happening in comedy, the 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 wave, like I, I I've been in this so long that I've seen all the waves. Like there's trends when we all sounded like Atel, right? Or when we all sounded like Dane, or then everyone started sounding like Mitch, and then everyone started sounding like Burr, yeah. and then you know it's like I've watched these trends. The one I see the most right now is, um, and and it's so funny. Who did who did I do that with? Where we did impressions of comics, but we Rory, no. Rory Oh yeah, yeah, Rory, Rory McDonald. No, 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 no. What's it, Rory Arb? I was like, you did Rory McDonald impressions. Were they all the same? That was the worst segment on fucking. He, I love Rory. He's a good buddy, but no, man. <laughs> it was Rory Albanese. It was Rory Albanese, and we were doing. It was. It was really insightful because I heard Method Man say this one time. He said, "It's not about what you're rhyming about. It's about how you're rhyming it." Mm. And it was all about style. And, 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 and we did this bit where we were going back and forth and doing impressions of comics without saying words. We were just doing like cadence. Mm. And it was like David Tell was, <laughs> and, and uh, Mitch Hedberg was, uh, Huh? Like it's and it was so and it was so funny because in I think the trend that's happening that I'm maybe I do and I don't know I do is making everything sound funny as, as well as be funny. Like meaning you're putting emphasis on the on the words like trying to make every word sound funny? No, no it's almost like how you present it. Like John Mulaney and I think it's very natural, but John Mulaney has a 
cadence and a rhythm to him. Does he ever? It, right? And so does, does he ever? So does so does uh, Joe List. So does Mark Normand. They all have like a cadence and a rhythm about them that almost comforts you. I get. I I I, mean, I don't know. I'm sure I do it. I don't know. I don't know what I sound like as I'm doing it. Yeah. But I've I've been noticing that a lot, and I'm certain. With the Mulaney special was phenomenal. With the success of Mulaney's and and all these guys, Joe List was just on what you call it, and like I guarantee what you will see is a lot of young comics coming in with like a with like a older like a all right yeah that Mulaney he sounds like a throwback like old school swinger type of you know he had so much more energy on his special than I ever expected. I expected him to stand and deliver, and he was all over the He's stage, all over which running. was which was great. I'm not. Yeah. Sh- I'm just saying, like, I did not expect that. He was a much more higher energy. But dude, think about Dane. Dane, when Dane came out with the hand gestures and the energy, everyone did it. Everyone did it, including myself. But that, but that's with everything. I don't think that uh, it's literally it's a copycat league. Not mean you you're stealing bits or anything like that. But even in sports and in the NBA, it's a copycat league as far as uh, the way you guys shoot, the way you guys dribble, the euro step. In the NFL, it's the same as far as uh, it's a passing league now. Everyone just copies. They, they yeah. see what's successful, and even if they don't mean to, they gravitate towards that because it's working. I, I just said I was talking to my therapist today, and I was like, for the first time in my life. Like, I, I think I'm, like, going on my own path. Like, I'd, at Travel Channel, I kind of always did whatever they thought was right. And I think even with stand-up, I just, I, I remember uh, Joe telling me, like, he's, are you still, still telling stories? Or are you doing storytelling still? And I was like, yeah. And I was always embarrassed of it. Yeah. And now I'm just like, oh, fuck it. Like, this is the only thing I can do. I don't know how to do it any other way. And if I, I if... If it's it's not topical, if it's not edgy, or if it's not like, like I don't whatever it is, I just am. It's what I can. It's the only thing, only way I can do it. You know what but, I mean? But it's great, and that's a that's a flavor people need. I think if you tried gravitating towards the other way, it's gonna hurt you so much. Yeah, like I don't. That's why, if, like you said, that's a trend everyone's doing. Yeah, I think it's I think it's lost comics, like young lost comics go, and I was one of them too, where they go, well, Bill's successful. I just got to think of an angle. Flip it around the other way and argue it like a lawyer. Bill has taken swings at pitches I didn't know were thrown. Monster. He, he, yeah. I I only wish Patrice was alive to watch him do comedy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, to watch Patrice whittle it apart and pick it apart. Monster. Bill, I, Bill, who was I talking? Well, I was at the comedy store the other night, and they're talking how they don't. Burr's not the comedy store a ton. He just pops up. Yeah. You're, but you're but you're there when you're working, getting ready for a special. But you're not there like constantly. No, it's actually the opposite now. Now I'm there a lot because I'm working on new stuff. Um, and I was there right before the special. But there was a, there was a period where I had my hour set dialed in and to go to the store seems somewhat redundant like to go in and just do, do stuff thing. i'm not gonna work on new stuff because, you know it's gonna work yeah. but it's not it's like and i, and I i'm I, I like I, I said to Delia, I go, "Are you here every night?" And he was like, "Yeah." He goes, "I mean, he's like, I'm I'm dating a chick, but I'm not. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I'm like just looking to. I you know I'm, I'm going to do something." I was like, "Yeah." And I was, and he was like, "I know." It's like sometimes I get up. I'm like, "What am I going to do?" Like I, I don't want to do the stuff I know that works. Like I want to write, and you know sometimes it's a pack crowd. Like we were talking about it, and Scar feels the same way. But like I, I will dis. I'll write. I'll be at the store a lot. Until I get an hour, 
And then once I get an hour, I'll probably be there for a little more. Then you're running it. And then once I get that hour, I, I can only figure it out on the road. Because you got to weave everything. And you need, you need to really, like, I think... And I think to go to the store... Now, if, if you're Joe and you're just doing huge fucking theaters and you're not doing eight shows in a weekend, then yeah, you got to go to the store every fucking night. Yep. You know, like... Or or Sebastian. Same as Sebastian. They're doing 6,000 seaters. Correct. So like... And, and Segura and I were talking about it and he's like, once you get to those big theaters, you've got to be dialed in. You can't fuck around. No, there's no... Yeah. I'm still at clubs. I'm still doing clubs and going in and doing adding shows and staying for the whole weekend. So I get a lot of time on stage that if I come back to this, especially when I get the hour right now, I've, I've got 32 minutes. That's new. I just got to figure out Damn, one. Big that's chunk. good, man. Especially well, after just shooting that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. One bit's really good. I can't wait. I got one really good bit. I've got one. I've got, I've got, a, I like all 32, but some of it's like, I would say out of the five bits I have, five, four of them are sl- a little sloppy, not figured out. But one of them is so dialed in. I was like, why can't I have more of that shit? On your, on, on your semester, there are parts where you love and there's some that you don't like. And when you're doing it, you know, don't you, I'm sure it's all great, but yeah. there's parts that as personally you love, but when you get to the other ones, you don't, you're like, all right, well, here's this. No, there's no, there, you know what it is? There's lines I'm really proud of where I get like, where I can't watch it like I was watching it with my wife and I'll I'll say the line it's a line where it's smarter than anything I've ever thought of yeah. and I just look at her like huh right yeah, right? yeah you do it <laughs> you like that I love that I'm I tell you what I'm more impressed by you the fucking amount of commitment you have to fucking stand up cuz you are hustling it uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of have to. I'm behind the eight ball, right? Like, this is what I want to do. I got to get going, man. That's the, one, that's the one thing that stresses me out. Really? Oh, yeah. Had a, had a whole, like me with, uh, part of the th- reason why I was throwing up and doing all this stuff is I was overworked, but I was, the, it was the stress, it's the stress. Cause I feel like I'm so behind the ball that I constantly have to, I wake up like, dude, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? Dude, that's, you know, that's, that's who succeeds though. Like people or dies that, early. Yeah. My dad was like that. It is like that. My dad uh, was like, I'm the dumbest guy in the room. I'm always behind the eight ball. I, I've always got to work harder than everyone else to achieve. If I'm going to go to court, I got to fucking work really Correct. hard to go to court. There are guys that don't have to work hard at all. And I always, and I always felt like that. I always felt like, like I'm not the best comic. I'm just this party boy that got it into comedy. I'm never yeah. like this, like this, like Bill who, who just was brilliant. And like, like I'm just this guy that takes his shirt off. So if I'm going to write a joke, it better be smarter. It better be yeah. better. It better be nuanced and come behind that, come behind them and them not realize it's a good joke. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's almost an embarrassment. Like when I go to comedy store, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it, yeah, I have this embarrassment with. I don't know why. Really? I, I don't know why. I'm excited to. Um, I can't announce anything yet. Would Would the story help me on? I'm doing something with Showtime with that. Yeah. Down the road here, I'm excited to get rid of that because it's it's a lot more. It's so fight centric. I just yeah. want to get rid of that and be like, all right, we're done with the fight thing. You guys got it. Yeah. Used to fight. All right, let's get over that. And then I can just go back to regular stuff. Yeah, but you're that. You are that. You're the. You're a prototype that didn't exist yet. Do you ever feel like that about yourself? Never. Like, so like, uh, where I failed at a lot of things, I keep going lane to lane. (laughs) (laughs) You You know what I'm saying? Pick a lane for God's sake and stay in it. No, like stay in your fucking lane, man. (laughs) I like it over here. All right. We'll go try that. 
Well, go fucking try that. Like, I think of Pat McAfee. You know Pat McAfee? He's a barstool guy? Yeah, he's a punter. He was a punter for the yeah. Colts. I've never met him. Oh. Everyone, everyone always uh, is like, you guys got to get together. You guys have to get together. Yeah, I know. No, he's I don't know. He's awesome. He's yeah. awesome. But he's like you. Like, there's a, there's a part of him, like, like if you hang out with Ari, Ari's a bad example. What were you going to say? Because if you hang out with Ari, he's just a comedian. That's all he is. That everything's about comedy for him. There's always, you, whatever you say to him, it's always coming through one lens. Yes. You and Pat, you say things to, and you forget, oh, I, they also had a life. Yeah. They also had a real life before this. Yeah. Before, like, I'm the same way a little bit. Like, everything comes through the comedy angle. Like, I like I look at everything as a fucking joke. Yeah. Like, when I said I was going to run the marathon, I was like, fuck it. What, what's the worst going to happen? I don't run it? Like, yeah. I don't, but, like, I said to Pat McAfee, I was like, I'm pretty certain that within about four months I could be a competitive field goal kicker. <laughs> and he was like... <laughs> was like, what the fuck? And he was like... Bro, like I've, Appalled. I, yeah, like, I could say that to Ari and he'd be like, yeah. no, 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 no. Are you serious? But he'll argue with me. Yeah, he'll argue like, with me. Maybe. And yeah. Pat's like, bro, it's all about explosiveness. I, you either have or you don't. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, I can't... I mean, I don't, I don't even know how to talk to you Were about this. Were you on this. his podcast or you just know him as a oh, friend? Oh, dude, I, I flew in Detroit. I did a show in Detroit. And I got in a, I got a car service to get me to his podcast or his radio show in the morning. Oh, he's a radio show. Yeah, it's a radio show on Sirius XM, and then he's got a podcast um, with that he Barstool, does. correct? With Barstool, I th- and yeah. does he do it in New York? No, he does it in Indianapolis. Oh, I didn't know that. He's got a Rogan compound in a- Indianapolis. Oh wow! Where he's got his own studio. He's got a field goal thing up. He's got like a like it's a bar. It's fucking amazing. And so then he does radio, podcasts, and comedy. Yeah, and and his comedy's like yours. Like it's very natural. Yeah. Like you go, like he is almost. I'm not. I I couldn't say identical, but just very similar personalities. Wow. Like like really funny, naturally funny. Never met him. Oh, you what guys, you, you guys should, should you guys would get along amazingly. Might be besties. You might because there's a lot you guys would connect on immediately yeah. where you'd go or or we're like two Siamese fish and we would hate each other. No, nah. because we're so similar. No, you're and not. One of us has to die. Just really. <laughs> And he's a kicker, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. He recorded his very first stage stand up ever. He sold a theater out and recorded it and put out a DVD. Wow. He never done stand up before. Good for him. Dude, he's just one of those guys it's like, I think I could roll the dice on this. But he was also naturally very funny, like yeah. I think one of those guys. But uh but yeah, but you guys are you in my opinion, because I didn't know Pat yet. But you started a prototype that I think is the future that I see everyone wanting to be a part of that that like that like almost uh, triple threat, I f- meaning like I could definitely host uh, a fucking uh, a commentate an event football mm. uh, MMA any I could definitely commentate an event I definitely can do a podcast I can do stand up oh and by the way I can also uh, do sketches like I see but I I think. I think the the one uh, like hosting event, yeah, okay, podcasting for sure. Anyone their mom can do it. The stand ups, the one, the only one where I hear other people can do it. Other athletes, and this has come from me. Yeah. I'm like Tyrone Biggums when he was the black guy racist towards other black people. <laughs> yeah. Chappelle shit. When I hear other athletes are getting to stand up, 
because I know how hard it is and I see the best in the world and I've seen guys who they want to be that literally that's what they live for stand up I see them failing and when I hear these other athletes like I'm gonna try because Shab's doing I cringe I'm like oh dude not dude, everyone you don't, you don't like I'm telling you man it's this been my dream since I was a kid I just went a weird route about it it's but not for, everyone for, has the work ethic you have Segura and I were watching you one time I hope you take this as a compliment uh-oh. Segura and I were watching you one time and you were having a rough time on stage and both of us saw nothing but respect going like dude that takes balls to go i'm gonna fucking i'm going to i'm I, i'm a successful podcaster i am i do not need this i do not need to go up and not do good we do bad just as much as you do bad yeah. and but we need it we have it yeah. we, we have that's all we have and you went up and you're like this is something i want and yeah. we were back and we're like, bro, he that's dick. fucking bro, respect. Bro, he had a lot of dicks. No, but, but be able, no, but like, yeah, it's I one thing it. to like, like I, I eat dicks all the time on stage and it's, but it's one thing to go like, it, it was just, it was like the one time the cigar was like, oh, he's, he's in this. Like, yeah. he's not, this isn't a lark. He's not doing this for the cash grab. <sighs> he's doing this because there's so many guys that just get into stand up for the cash grab. They're I like, know. I can pay my mortgage. I'm not going to do sets at the store. I'm going to just do the road. I'll do a theater. It'll suck, but I'm a star. They'll clap. <sighs> you were gimmicky that, stuff. That was me. when Sugar was like, oh no, he wants to do stand up. Like he's not just doing the fucking Wilbur two shows at the Wilbur and walking away with cash. He's coming and doing stand up. Mm. And I think that's when both Segura and I were like, yo, he's serious at this. Like, yeah. he's not, this isn't like, like everyone else we've seen in this business. Dude. The same with Steve-O. Steve-O goes in and does sets. True. And you're that's like, true. you're like, that's what you, that's, that's when I think comics respect you. Yeah. When they go, okay, so you're willing to fail. Yeah, it's not a gimmick. Yes. Not a gimmick. Like, I don't think I've I ever seen like Joel gi- McHale do a set. Ah, uh, never, right? No, he does it's theaters. So, it's so weird you just brought that up. I just saw him, uh, I was watching a show last night. Because I, I like to, because I have that below the belt show on Showtime where we do, you know, I have open monologues and I have the comedy sketch, stuff like that. So I like to see what other people are doing. And I was like, oh yeah, he was good from Talk Soup. And I yeah. watched a show on uh, Netflix. Yeah, but I haven't seen, yeah, I haven't, I've, he's a really talented, like he's very talented. He was a, a former athlete too, you know that? For real? Yeah, I think he played at uh, University of Washington. What he was a tight end. Really? I think some girl he hooked up with told me that. I mean, I wouldn't, that was a long time ago. He, uh, him, I had a deal at Budweiser uh, fucking 14 years ago. It was a development deal where we were going to make a series of commercials, like, like the what's up type commercial, like a branded yeah. commercial, and then it was going to turn into a sitcom. The premise was I was a, uh, a dot-com guy who lost all his money and all I had left was my, my sports box that I had paid out a sports box in the stadium and I was now living out of it. It's hilarious. And so the, the commercial was me and me living out of a sports box, but also games, having games there. Yeah. And they wanted to do a series of test commercials and they brought in Joel McHale as one of the, my friends. I met him that one day, but man, like when, you know, when people, you say people have, or have it, I was like, dude, there's something about He's this beast, guy. Right? He's good. Yeah. And then I went into a, a movie I forget the name of the movie I want to say it was like a Matt Damon movie for an audition and Joel McHale walked out of the room before I walked in he didn't say I, we didn't know each other I remembered him he didn't remember sure, me yeah. I apparently don't have that it thing <laughs> and I walked in and I saw the woman with his headshot in her hand like she had it in her hand and there's two piles 
and I said, uh, Joel McHale's fucking amazing. She goes, he's on the soup. And I said, yeah. But I go, you know, he's really an amazing. He was an actor before he got the soup. She's like, yeah. And I was like, my buddy KP produces the soup. And I think they had to talk him into it because he's like a legit actor. And she went, interesting. And then moved his headshot to a, I don't know if I was, but, but I remember still. I remember going like, going like, why didn't I do that for myself? I just gave that guy the gig. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, I'm reading for the same party. <laughs> I've done, we're this, we're this why we get along. I did this, I had this big meeting, I don't name the company, huge company, and we'd sit down at breakfast, and I find myself pitching this other guy. And we had done, he's like, what? And I was oh. like, oh my God, I spent a half an hour talking about this other dude. <laughs> He's like, I don't, do you want him to get the deal? I'm like, I guess. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm nervous. I'm sorry. I started sorry. my Netflix meeting by going, Whitney's new material's great. She was HBO. And they're like, they're like, awesome. And I was like, oh. Anyway. All right. Well, there's that. There's that. Oh, oh, fuck. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's like, I know that I'm massively insecure. And so part of me feels like aren't all comics? No, like what? Well, no. I think all comics are super insecure and they're narcissists in some way. Oh yeah. But then once you get to a certain level, there's ego involved, but they're still super insecure, which is why they continue to do it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like like like. Uh, Whenever I have, if I'm on the road, what I do is when I wake up in the morning and I'll pick one comic, I'll go balls deep in this comic. I'll watch all the specials, all the tape. I get them old footage. I just go, and I go down yeah. this weird family tree. What inspired him? I watch that guy. What inspired that guy? I go on this weird family tree oh, yeah. and I'll do that and I'll, I'll get books. And there's a common theme with all, like a lot of these guys, especially what well, ones that passed away, Gary Shandling, uh, freaking Robin Williams, all of them wanted this one thing. And then they got there. Like they want to climb Everest and they yeah. put that stake at the top of Everest and they go, that's it, huh? This is it? This is what the fuck I've been wanting to do? This is it? And I'm like, God, man. It's like you hear people say about the Super Bowl. Oh. And they go, I won the Super Bowl. And then I was like, okay. I remember Rashad Evans. He won the, he was a close train partner of mine. And he uh, beat Forrest Griffin, won the light heavyweight uh, title of the world. And at the time, there's no world champions in our gym. We were like, oh my God, this is crazy. I remember the next week, Rashad and I are on the training maps, training uh, mats. And I look at him and I go, dude. You're world champion, man. And he goes, I. He goes, I know, I know. Um, I feel exactly the same. It just <laughs> kind of sucks, man. And nothing's changed. I feel exactly the same. Or yeah, he goes, yeah, you'll see, man. It's, it's all the same shit. I was like, wow, that's a bummer, man. I just feel like, fuck, because you, you, you're inspiring to be something. But I think that's what makes comics or, or certain people successful. Well, you know, I, like, like I remember, and I, it's a little small taste of this is i remember uh a year ago i was like man if i can just buy this house this dream house because i have a kid my if i can just get this going man i get that i'm gonna be so happy to be so sick yeah well I, I do the right things and i save up this big nut i buy this house and then uh that next morning i woke up in the house opened my eyes and went well it's not in the palisades is it <laughs> that was the f the first thing that came out of my man my mouth yeah. i woke up the morning after buying this dream house and went on top of the palisades well all right we'll figure it out you know it's just like you, this constant hunger for whatever we're looking for man I, when i did that, i might need to see a fucking therapist oh bro. dude as i'm talking i need to probably see a therapist i'm dude my therapist has been so good for me like i i love it like i was just today gonna tell him that i wanted to take a break 
and I realized like I realized oh I'm not ready to take a break I'm still dealing with a lot of shit does it help I because on, on Mother's Day it's weird on Mother's Day I was watching I was watching something oh this is ridiculous you don't think I'm even gay I swear to God I don't suck dick <laughs> I was watching American Idol and it's Mother's Day and they had the contestants moms on and yeah. they're like showing the relationships between their moms and they're crying and I started getting choked up and there was that then it was Mother's Day was on a Sunday I found myself straight up crying because I don't have that relationship with my mom and I started thinking about all this stuff my mom was a great mom but for a reason I don't have that relationship dude I was straight up crying crying I went oh I have problems oh I have problems that i haven't addressed before man i have Bro. real problems uh, my problem is uh yeah yeah i do therapy's been great for me like i thought i was good i thought i was all set and then he was like i was like i gotta i'm gonna have to rap early i'm training for this triathlon and he's like huh and I was like, oh, wait, why am I doing, oh my God, like what the fuck is broken with me? What is like, and it all, mine all stems from, I mean, mine all stems from probably childhood and all that, and, but it's a sense of approval, this sense of, and then it coupled with Travel Channel, when I got there, I got this sense of like adrenaline and accomplishment and like these like almost like, like jumping off stadiums and, and scuba diving and, and going to pick out fertilance fucking pit vipers and Jesus Christ. like all this craziness and now I'm trying to fill this void with like the marathon and the Spartan race like and the, that adrenaline or like I, that this void, just a void like a void of like what is what is there to life like well, I need something to like I'd said to Seguro I was like I was like I, I said we were bullshit and I said I was like I, I need another challenge or something I'm fucking like spinning out I got nothing to focus on like I, I stand up's one thing, but I need something else in my life. Like what I guess other people would have as a hobby, you know? You said like a TV show or something? I guess, but I'm not really like I'm already doing the cooking show. I'm already doing another show. I've got a, two other projects that I'm working on, but it's like almost like something to distract me from work. So like I got I got into this fucking triathlon shit and now and, and my other problem is I can't just make anything mine. I want to turn it into work also. Yeah, so I anything I do, I go, all right, I'm going to also turn it into, I'm going to, why not? Like I started making fucking wallets or uh, fanny packs. Like uh, my therapist is like, you make need fanny packs. Yeah, it's right there. Dude, it's really ugly. Fucking fanny pack. They're really ugly. Are they bad? They're bad. You're probably just starting. <laughs> it's like the first run of Tesla. I'll take a, I'm going to wait a couple years. <laughs> yeah, I wait a couple Y'all years. Wait, fix the kinks. Because I like, I was like, he was like, you need a hobby. And I was like, leather. I've always wanted to work with leather. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I've always wanted to run a triathlon. And I've always wanted to work with leather. <laughs> so started, the therapist's like, ah, oh, fuck, man. He goes, well, make something with leather. So I made this fanny pack. And it was like halfway into making it. And I was like, I can sell right. these things. I, exactly. <laughs> I'm the same go, way. Go, I'm the same way. Why would I make them if I'm not going to sell them on my I, I'm the exact same way. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'll just sell these. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, let's 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 start working on something that's not time consuming that we can really turn a profit on. And then I'm like, hold on. What I should do is have someone make them for me. And then I'm like, wait, this is no I'll, longer a hobby. I'll oversee it. They make. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly how that's how my brain works. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me that I can't just like even something's burning, which is like the funnest thing in the world to do. It's the best. I go And it's killing it, right? I, yeah. It's killing it. I I I'm talking to Bertolina, the uh, head of ATC the, the other day, and I'm like, how do we sell this? How do we monetize like and I'm like, why can't it just be fun? Why can't it like what is it in my head? 
Like, is that the competitor though? Because I'm the I had the exact same conversation with Showtime this morning. We we're talking about the YouTube page and you know accumulative from one episode. That we're getting about a million views per episode, and I'm like, this is how much we should be making. Are you guys doing this? Are you doing this? He's like, dude, yeah. chill. Oh yeah, chill, man. I'm like, well, this one I would. He's like, chill, man. I just want to. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I feel like we should be doing this, and I would be doing this, and let me bring my go over. Like, you need to chill the fuck out. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It, bother, it will bother me until they, they're like, all right, well, let's do it this way. And it's not that I'm right. I just feel like the, we can do this. We should do the fucking this with it, man. Oh, I, I walked into Netflix with, which, with, with what was a very, like, very casual meeting with a game plan. Like, I, there's this thing I want to do that I think is funny. I won't say it because then someone else will do it yeah. before me. But I want to do it for the leading up to the release. And I'm and they're like you could see them almost being like okay let's slow down like that's a great idea but I do that everywhere I can't I can't I do two where for the f- two peas in a pod man I'm the exact same oh. I had a, <laughs> we have a I have an annual like meeting and this is gonna sound so Hollywood but with my team my management yeah. my team uh, from uh, CA oh, okay we sit okay. we sit down at dinner. And I give, they go, all right, what do we want to accomplish? And I go, boom, and I'm putting a fucking horse in front of the, I mean, I'm way ahead. I, yeah. go, I have this, then I want to shoot this. And they're like, okay, I mean, you've been, that's what you want to do. I'm like, that, no, this is what we're going to do. I'm yeah. not, this isn't like, I'm not, hey, what do you guys think? Like, here's the goals, man. And oh. then they're like, okay. Dude. But then what I do home, when I went home that night, oh, I wrote out everything in detailed form with drawings. Like, here's the idea. Yeah. And like, all right, man. I had an idea that uh, I'm, I'm doing. I'm sure I've talked about it on the, on, on the podcast. It was, it's, it's a, it's a series of, uh, of fiction novels. I'm doing it a different way, but I'm, when I wrote my book, I went, this would be so much more fun if I didn't have to tell the truth. Yes. This would be so much fun if I could make it into fiction. This would be so much fun if it was a series called Adventures of the Machine and it was just this me getting into all these crazy adventures. I was like, I want to do that. And so I was trying to get my team excited about it because I was, I was like, this is where my head's at. And then I was like, and then I went to a meeting with my buddy Tony Hernandez at Jack's Media. He's the one who did my special. We're doing another project together. And this other project I sent to him and I go, well, tell me what you think. He goes, I'm doing it. So we took a meeting and everyone was there and he said something that fucking defined the way I'm moving forward. He goes, so here's the deal. Uh, if you're not totally enthused about it, great. Don't say anything and don't get in my way. I'm making this and that is what I'm doing. So if you're interested in helping getting it made, then come on in. But if you are not, then stay out of my way. And I went, I'd never heard it put that way. Like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Like this, oh, this is where I'm going. And I, I was like, fuck, I need more of that stay out of my way shit. So I feel like you're like that though a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm like that, but it, it, it will hurt me a little bit because it'll come off as like, Jesus Christ, let me help you. I'm like, <laughs> I, I get it, help me, yeah. but this is my plan, man. But I need but you, you guys you've to get taken, on it. You've taken such a fucking different approach to everything. You really have this almost like eyes wide open kind of like, Dude, I'm into fashion. I want to do the. I want to do the red carpet at E. Like I'm into this. I want to do it. I want to try this. I want to. I want to throw the dice on everything. I want to. Like I want to do the Showtime show. Like which I. I think not enough people do. I think more people look back and go. I don't know. Maybe I'll get cast in a movie. You know. Maybe I'll audition for a sitcom. Whereas you're going. 
you're you're spearheading it. And I look at I look at like all of you guys, you Brian, Rogan, Ari, Joey, Tom, all my friends. I go when I was at Travel Channel, just kind of languishing, like going like. I don't know, will we get picked up again? I was like, oh, I'd want to be in charge of my shit. Yeah. And as soon as I did that, I started succeeding. Yep. And then now I'm just, now I'm almost, I almost get problematic where I go, I don't want anyone's notes. I just want to do what I want to do. I know. Uh, I, I do that unless it's that those people you just mentioned. If it's the people that just mentioned, yeah. and it's, it's it, this is so weird, man. It's like whenever I do something, I think of those guys you just mentioned. I'm like, yeah. God, what are they gonna think of this? What if they're cool with it? I wonder if I wonder if they'll if they'll like this. Did you think that when you did the E thing, like what what will people think of it? No, that's different. The because the E thing isn't the E thing. I'm a personality on there, and I love fashion. Yeah, and I knew like I'll see Rogan and Brian. They're like, well, that's shop. That's whatever. Everyone's yeah. like, he's into fashion. That's the thing. But that's not my idea in spearheading the project. Yeah, the other like the below the belt, finding the kid, my stand up. This this project I want to do with my stand up. All that is my. That's that's on me, man. And that's and I you think get... of you guys. Yeah. Oh I'm really? Like, God, I hope they're proud of it, man. I hope they're not embarrassed of this. Oh, I love you know? below the belt. Yeah. But th- tell me, let me tell you. Thank God for Instagram stories. Yeah. Because I see every time you put up a new below the belt, you're like, swipe up to watch. I lay in bed, swipe up, I watch oh, I the whole it, fucking brother. thing. Thanks, man. I watch. I That swipe up to watch thing is the greatest. The best. Dude, Thank God they did that. This, and I'm, I'm in I it. like, boom. I know. Thank it's, God. I, I've sat with Ari and Tom who were like fucking curmudgeons. We're in Atlanta partying, and I'm doing Instagram stories, and they're like, why the fuck are you doing an Instagram story? And I went watch and i showed them i was like i just posted this this tour date i have a 240 swipe ups yeah. that's 240 tickets sold correct and as soon as i did that ari's like wait Click. how do i how do i swipe up how do i swipe up how come i can't swipe up oh my god so this whole brand i've created where i fucking don't want to be verified right? is backfiring on me oh my god <laughs> <laughs> fucking Ari's subtle humility is just fucking coming back on him. <laughs> the, with with your uh, male, you have a male therapist, not a female. Yeah, male. Yeah, male's the way to go. For me, yeah, because I, I mean, this is gonna sound really shitty. I, I, I don't. I mean, I respect women, but like, I you don't shut your mouth. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. You don't know me. Like they can't I, relate to it. You're not going to relate to it. I went to, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. I went to a, a relationship therapist, uh, with my, with my girl and it was this female and I, I just, I'm like, you, you have no idea what it's like, what this is like. Like you can't even relate to this. You're used to, and I'm not, you can't even relate, not that I'm a, a male, but what I do for a living. So you're, you're so far off even from understand males, but from my perspective, the world I live in, you're not, I might as well be a fucking husky. I, it doesn't matter. I'm, I might as well even be here. Yeah. And I got nothing out of it. Dude, I got nothing out of it. I went with a and female. And she fucked up. She's like, well, what would, uh, scale one to 10. How involved are you in this relationship? And she asked me first. And in my mind, I'm like, don't answer this. I feel like I was in the core law. I'm like, do not give a number, Brendan. Do not give a number. I gave a low number. <laughs> and it would not go well. <laughs> and she goes, you? And I go, you're a nine? <laughs> she goes, you're a three? I'm like, well, well, no, I'm sorry. One was in on... And I, and I, and I thought one was the good And I, I went, you fucked me. I went, you fucked me. You f- Thanks. You fucked me. Because when this is done 50 minutes, I got to deal with this. Yeah. You fucked me. And she's like, no one fucked you. Relax. I'm like, I'm getting right. fucked right now. I'm, I'm, you know what? You're fucking me, lady. And then my girl's like, see what I do? She's like, I do. I'm like, fuck both of you. How about that? Yeah. You, you take check because I'm out of here. It was Dude, the worst, man. Having a male therapist is so much better 
because in my opinion, I went to a female therapist. This is going to be sound outrageous right now, but this is why I couldn't deal with a female therapist. She couldn't even understand what I was saying. She was a little frumpy, you know, I'm sure she was attractive at one point in her life. I prefer that than hot. Oh, no, She's no, no. hot. My mind's going to go wild. Oh. I'm definitely going to end up lying. <laughs> you know, because I don't want to look bad to the hot girl. <laughs> Terrible fucking person. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. Oh, my God. I'm going to pass out. So the frumpy therapist. Sorry. For, oh, my God. I'm going <laughs> to definitely end up lying. Can I tell you, sometimes I lie in my therapy because I Skype it. I'm afraid someone's recording me. <laughs> like he was like, so like, so like, I don't have a problem saying it on this, but I have but, a problem with therapy because it would be too honest. We were talking about when, when Segura bullied me into giving, trying to give $10,000 <laughs> to fucking charity. And I, cause I ran the marathon yeah. and I, I don't have a problem telling you, but I was like, I don't have a problem saying it on this podcast, but I have a problem saying it in therapy. But like I go, I go, I don't know. Like I'm, this is me in therapy. I go, you know, he's a good natured guy. He's just, he's just, he's trying to do good. You know, like, like as if someone's watching, so I'm not shitting on Tom. Yeah. But in, in case real, it were to get back to Tom, in case, in case someone showed my therapy and Tom's like, you really felt that way. And, but I can say it right now. I don't know why I can say it right now, well, but he's it's definitely going to hear this, but yeah, definitely not Cause that. I know he's hearing this, yeah, but that one, maybe it would be jaded, but I was like, I was like, in, in, in real life, when he did that, I fucking got backed into a corner. I was like, no one tells me where to spend my fucking money. You're not, you're not allowed to tell me where to spend I got, But like, I would, could never say that in therapy because however it would come off would come off too vulnerable or real. But isn't that the point of therapy? Otherwise, you're not getting progress, right? Yeah, but I think, I don't know. Part of me goes, then you deal with it in your head. I had this frumpy therapist, and I said to her, this is, my wife got me into therapy right when we started dating. She was like, I think you have some issues you should probably work through. And I was like, what? She's like, I think you have some real misogyny issues, which I did. I definitely did. Meaning? Uh, I got cheated on by a girl. I, I dated a girl for like five years. Second chick I had sex with, and she gave me the clap. And so and I dated her five years, and I just did not trust women. I did not trust them. I fucking, it was easier to put them at arm's distance. Preach. And be like, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're a woman. I'm a man. And so... In this therapy, I said to the one, the front view therapist, I was like, um, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm, I, the first thing I said is, I'm gonna, I go, how much is your mortgage? She was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know. I feel like, you know, as long as you have a mortgage, I'm gonna have problems because you need my paycheck. She was like, that has nothing to do with it. And I said, well, but it's also got to be nice to like have someone like, I, I mean, I'm much better looking than you, I'm sure. Like you probably look at me like, oh fuck, I can't wait for him to show up. And she was like, what? She's like, what? And then oh, I'm like, fuck? I'm like, wait, can I have this thought with you? And she's like, and she got defensive. And I was like, wait, I'm just having thoughts. I can't tell I'm you. Just spitballing here. Spitballing. Circle of trust. I'm spitballing here. Come on, bitch. And then it was the last time I saw her. I bet. She was like, I think you need a new therapist. Like, all right, well, you're the worst. Yeah. And then you went to a dude. No, I stopped. I didn't go to therapy again. And then one night I had a spin out in Knoxville. Tennessee spin out meaning oh fucking we used to call it firing hot where I just I could not shut it down like uh it, it could even be really positive or it could just be really negative and I was supposed to fly home for a couple days and then I think go to uh 
Tokyo or something for Travel Channel. I was shooting in Knoxville for Travel Channel. I was going to go home for a couple of days and then Tokyo and Vietnam. Jesus Christ. And, um, and they switched the schedule and they kept me a day longer in Knoxville and kept me and put me out a day earlier to Tokyo. So I was just flying from Knoxville to LA and I was going to see my wife and kids at the airport. They were going to give me my bag and I was getting on a plane to Tokyo and I was like, Jesus no. Christ. And I fucking spun out. And I was like, I don't know, just a bunch of like victimy shit. Like, who's like in, in a in a hotel room? Yeah. And my wife was like, called our friend, uh, a worker at Travel Channel who was there in Knoxville. I was like, I'm I'm gonna fix this. I need you to help me fix this for Bert. But he, I'm gonna send him down to the bar with you. Get him a drink. Distract him. We're gonna fix this, and just let him know it's gonna be okay. And then she get she got me home for two days, and they pushed the schedule, and I flew home. She was like, All right relax have a drink you have therapy at eight in the morning tomorrow with skype and set me up with this guy and you just skype it i skype it it was it's, i shouldn't say that out loud because i now know someone's gonna try to hack no. into my therapy is it, is it better to do in person the skype oh works? i'd much rather do it in skype because you can do it anywhere right yeah and that way and you're God, like i almost need to do that i get resentful if i had to drive in traffic to too, therapy. Man, i'll show up pissed like dude i could be making money doing this i could be thinking of stand-up like you're wasting my time dude today i God, this is right. how i should skype it. today i i i I had therapy at nine and I came in, it was like eight thirty, and I was like, uh, I go, I'm gonna have a coffee. I'm going to do, I read, I'm obsessed with this. I'm obsessed with losing weight right now. Like in a really unhealthy way. I think, I think, I think th there's another thing we can act on also. And I don't, I don't but body shaming, dude, I, I have the same thing you have when, like when you talked about training for the fight where you just get obsessive. I get obsessive when I do think about weight loss. And I think I'm almost getting into a, like an eating disorder where I like, I won't allow myself certain stuff. And I just like right now I'm doing intermittent fasting. I love intermittent fasting, but I'm doing like 16 hours beast, but I, I get to like, I get to 16 hours. You're like, I can go more. Yeah. I know. I go, let's push it to 18. What does 20 feel like? I know. And then I start going, you know what? I haven't eaten three days. <laughs> yeah. I haven't eaten three days. Dude. I'm lightheaded. <laughs> I'm fucking. And notice you're not losing weight. Yeah. Your body I'm goes, let's store the fat. I'm yeah, I know. Weight. I know. I fucking went 24 hours without eating. And I was like, wait, I think this is leading into anorexia. <laughs> but I look exactly the same and I'm starving. My tits are getting fatter. Dude, sometimes I do that. I'll be on these... I'll work, oh. I have one of those Peloton bikes, which I'm obsessed Dude, with. Dude, I... No. You posted that you burned a thousand calories on your Peloton, and I got on my air runner going, fuck it, a thousand calories. Here we That's go. It's a nightmare to do on that thing, though. This fucking torture device. That thing's a nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. I, I Fuck that noise. That thing, the, the Woodway, right? Is that it's, Woodway? This is the, the salt. This is a salt yeah, air yeah. trainer. Yeah. Same thing as a Woodway. Fucking nightmare. But the Peloton, I've been working out since, literally, I've been going to the gym since fourth grade, man. Yeah. And so I, I get bored in my workouts, and then someone recommended this Peloton bike, and they were a sponsor before, but I was like, all right, bike, whatever, whatever. Yeah. They go away as a sponsor, and then... Um, uh, there was like a pop-up shop off Santa Monica. I'm like, that's kind of cool. And I look at it, and I'm like, I got to do something because I'm so bored of the gym. I started getting on the Peloton, and then I find myself, I love it. And I only like one trainer on there. I'm, I'm like obsessed. When I say obsessed, not like creepy. She's attractive, but she's very motivational. She's a beast of a trainer. Her name's Robin NYC. Yeah. I only do her classes. There's like a thousand I classes. You tag her. I only do her. And she's such a beast. I have a lot of coaches in my life, so I don't need the guys and the rah-rah girls. Like, she's a badass. Yeah. So I go to her, and she used to be a lawyer, which I respect. Yeah. She used to be a lawyer. Now she's the f head of Peloton crew. 
So I always work out with her. I'm doing every morning. I'm eating right. And then I wake up in the morning. I'm like, dude, you look the same. You're killing yourself. You look exactly the fucking same. Dude, I, so then I fall off the wagon. Yeah. Oh. And I get so mad at myself. And I'm on stage and uh, uh, Troy, who takes the pictures. Yeah. I'm like, ah, no pictures tonight, man. He's like, what? I'm like, I just, not tonight. Oh. I don't, I, get, I don't know what it is, man. I, I've been like, uh, I'm sure a therapist was figured out, but it's even. I remember a lot of it was when I was a kid, I was eating, I, I'll never forget, like certain things. I've always been like thin in shape, thinner, you know. I remember I was eating, uh, you remember that uh, Metropolitan ice cream where it was like uh, vanilla? Neapolitan. Yeah, Neapolitan. Yeah, yeah. Vanilla, Once I say Metropolitan? Vien, ne- Neapolitan. Jesus Christ. But it was vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. Yeah. And I would uh, eat all of it. I just sit there and eat, I can eat ice cream this day. I remember I was like seven. I was on the couch eating it I remember my dad she goes ah you fucking pig or something like he said you pig and I remember then I was like oh fuck man and yeah. then I remember I was getting ready for the NFL and I they give you the, like these tights like the Under Armour stuff and I had it on my girlfriend at the time goes a little bit I was literally right before I was about to go she goes just a little here and I remember I was like oh fuck man so it's like these little seeds that fuck you up yeah that just fuck you up along the way man I I definitely I mean, but I, the problem is, like, I I don't like I like part of me was like maybe maybe like maybe I'll really take it to the next level, do like a cycle of steroids and see if that helps, and then just get myself in shape. But then there's a guy that we won't mention his name, but you were talking. I think I was talking to you about, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on with this body?" And you're like, "Oh, he's doing steroids wrong." And I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> I, don't I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I, I know I don't want, want that. that. <laughs> I know, man." I know. Yeah, I I try with my daughters to definitely not fuck with anything about weight. Fuck, no, especially as, with little girls, man. Fuck no. You can't say anything. Nothing. Which is, I mean, I just it's like, how the fuck does that get? Ugh. But also, and with with my son, he's you know he's two years old. He's he looks identical to me. He'll probably be bigger than me. But when I was coming up, it's not knocking my dad or my mom. They didn't know shit about nutrition. Yeah. So I could I ate like fast food. I ate hamburger helper at night. I ate sugary foods, and I was drinking Coca Cola. Well, I'm pretty educated on it now. But even you know how kids when they're young, he'll only eat maybe mac and cheese. He'll only eat chicken fingers. So they yeah. need that that food. So wait, but, what's then? What's like? I just met with uh, Zach Bitter, who's a, a ultra marathon runner. He was on Rogan, and he was like, "I can get burnt down an hour in his marathon." Jesus and, and then it was we hung out in, in Tempe. And he was like, number one, you got to drop weight if you want to get your times down. And I was like, in my head, I was like, it would be cool to run a, a four-hour marathon, four-and-a-half hour marathon. I would love to do that. And so I was like, okay, I'll get my weight down. And he was like, all right, hard reset. You need to all fatty meats. That's all you eat. Don't eat anything but fatty meats. I was like, what about vegetables? He's like, eh, every now and then. Nah, <laughs> eh, bullshit. And part of me is like, I want to be careful with what you're saying to me because I'm afraid I'm about to balloon up by this because... Like, he can do it because he's a psycho and he's a fucking ultra marathon runner. He's running a million yeah. fucking miles a day. So it's hard to figure out what he should eat. Yeah. Like, because he's like, I go, did you run today? And he's like, yeah, I go, me too. He's like, how far did you run? And I was like, oh, I didn't really measure it today because I was drinking last night. But like up that hill and down. And he was like, oh, I said, how about you? And he's like, I go 17 miles. And I went, <sighs> which is insane. Yeah. <clears throat> That's tough, man. What do you do for diet? Like, what's your... Well, now I feel like I'm forced to eat keto because I came out with this keto line with on it. So I'm like, oh, well, back on keto. 
<laughs> and you open up the box and they, they, they sold out. They only did a thousand subscription. It's keto box. Yeah. And they're like, we're just new a thousand. See how they go. And they all sold out. They're like, so, all right, we got it. I'm like, all right, we're sticking with this. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so, uh, I'd like this, when you open the box comes all this stuff every month, it's a handwritten letter from me. So now I feel like I'm, I've, so wait, I'm, so wait I'm what's your box? So like, so what the, comes in the it? keto box is a subscription where, um, it's like all the top keto products, like, keto snacks it's not all made by on it's from different people too really? all the best keto products come in this box and snoo products every month and then you get recipes and supplements from on it keto supplements it's cool really and it, it shows you how to follow the ketogenic diet what is keto keto is just like meat and vegetables all fats yeah fat protein fat high high protein high fats high so you're protein, not getting your 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 uh energy resource from carbs stuff like that and sugars see i think i'm allergic to bread like i'm i think now when i eat bread i do feel a difference feel heavy i feel real heavy i'm like i'm like yeah. fucking alerts on your wrist might be the most annoying thing why do you world. have alert on your wrist because that's why it just came up hot and new is that one of those samsung things no this is i'm, I'm getting so old i can't even read my Dave, watch you can't read your watch <laughs> how like, old are you 45 Dang, you look younger than 45. I know. That's a girl looks old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so keto, like you can eat veg, like broccoli on keto, Tons right? Of, you can eat all the veggies you want, really. Veggies, some fruits, um, high fat, butter, oils. Uh, see, I could do this. Red meat. You I'm can, going keto. Keto's actually v super easy. You really? lose a ton of weight fast on keto. All right, I'm going keto. Uh, and I always say this. Everyone goes, oh, you're pushing keto. Mm, pump your brakes. I'm keto-ish. So I I don't really end up in that ketogenic state where you, and Rogan had like the keto king on there. He's like, well, that could take up to a year. But if, yeah, I don't know. But To get him to the keto state? In uh, straight ketosis, he was saying, that, you know, there's, there's these bottom lines, all that stuff. I don't know what what that is. All I know is, when you cut out those carbs and you focus on high fat, high protein, people lose a ton of weight. Now, I don't know if you can do it for five years straight, but yeah. I guarantee if you do it for three months, four months, you're losing a ton of weight. Yeah. And that's what. That's why I always go, summer's here, shred city, keto time. I'm yeah. not going fucking keto for the entire year. I was kind of keto. These, like, I was kind of keto when I lost all that weight in a month. Yeah. I was just eating proteins. I was like eating proteins and veggies, no breads. Uh, but I was still drinking Tito's, but like, but I was like, Tito's I, vodka. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're fine. And so, yeah. And so it's gluten free. So yeah. yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm going to, I was going to, I was like, I'm going to focus. I'm going to go swim half a mile every day, run home from that. Cause I'm home for like three weeks after and, this weekend. My thing is, is like, even if my body doesn't like look crazy how I want it to look, yeah. when I work out like that, I feel better. Meaning, oh, like yeah. even even if I, my confidence is better, my confidence is better on stage. What podcast? My energy is better. So that's that's why you should do it. Yeah, and you don't drink booze, really. I don't drink at all. Be, yeah, that's I, <clears throat> that would be. That's what I'm going to do that for the next three weeks. Is like, but booze isn't my problem. It's uh, sweets. That's so fucking bizarre. The worst sweet tooth, man. Really? Yeah. The fucking worst. Uh, like if you if your son went to go get ice cream, could you not eat ice cream? Uh, nope. <laughs> I have to get it. But I'll use him as a crutch. We'll be somewhere. I'll be like, you want ice cream? He's two. He's like, what? I'm like, you want ice cream? And then I'll get mine. And then he has like a bite and I finish it. <laughs> My daughters, I pick them up and they're like, we're going to get Menchies. And I go over to get Menchies and I do the sample 
and that's all I'll take. I'll be like, I'm good. Good for you, man. I, but no, but I'm not. Sweets aren't my thing unless I'm not drinking. If I'm not drinking, I think you I supplement I, that. I think so. Yeah, like brownie sundays. Oh, I make brownie sundays, get them real fucking hot the way I want them. Oh, dude. And then ice cream on top. Oh, my mouth, my mouth is watering. It's no, my, my only like I don't, I don't do drugs. I don't do anything, man. But sweets are my only. Sweet to my attitude. Do you have a problem? At, did you, does you, did your wife or kids ever tell you have you talk to them like you talk to people on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, probably my problem in general. I have a problem with that with their friends. Like, I, 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 was, I was saying to someone the other day, I was like, I was like, my daughters were asking about cursing. They're like, when can we start cursing? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, when do you want to start cursing? And they're like, I don't know. And I was like, have you cursed? And Isla was like, I said shit one time. I was like, really? And George is my goody two shoes. I was like, I was like, how about you, George? Have you cursed? She's like, I said motherfucker once. <laughs> I go, really? She goes, yeah, I bumped into a desk. That's hilarious. At school, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. You know, cursing, you know, it, it, it's you sound stupid when you curse because it's just you don't know the other words. And they're like, you curse all the time. And I was like, ah, not that bad. And they're like, dad. You say motherfucker to kids. And I was like, I do? Oh, Dude, I lost my shit one time on a kid that's our friend's kid. But not like, I, would, I had not been drinking for like a month, 21 days. I had my first drink and I was walking outside our back door with it. And I was taking my first sip of my first drink and he threw a football and it hit the drink. <laughs> and it and it, it had crushed ice. And it hit, it hit my mouth and all the ice went everywhere and I thought they were my teeth. And and all the kids were laughing, and I went motherfucker, what the fuck, so fucking fuck, like lost my shit, and all the parents were inside, and I walked inside without my drink, and they're like, what happened? And I was like, nothing, nothing, dude. And they were like, wait, you couldn't even blame that on alcohol. You haven't been drinking for twenty one days. They like, fucked up the whole flow. That's oh, hilarious. Fuck. I was like, I was like, oh, I wish I could fucking fix that shit. Yeah, I need, but but sometimes it, it creates a lot of problems for me, especially at home. But I'm like, have you ever? And I, I said this to the, the therapist too. I'm like, have you ever considered this is me though? Like everyone goes, oh, it's a heightened personality on the podcast or stand. I'm like, that's a, this is how I talk. Like I'm very, I exaggerate. I'm very loud. Like if I have a point, I get like this is. Do you ever assume that this is just me? And maybe you guys don't like me. I was talking to my girl and the therapist. Like maybe you guys don't like this because yeah. this isn't. I don't know. I can't turn this off. I don't well, know what to do. Burr said that one time, not to like tell secrets about Burr, but like we were talking about how our our personalities on stage. You, it almost like morphs into who you really are. Like it, be, it, it is who you are. It's, yeah, it's an extension. An it's an extension of your personality. Correct. And so that, like, I go, yeah, I, I, it creeps into my life pretty, like, pretty rough when like people come over and I'm put on a speedo and pour a glass of Tito's and I'm drinking, smoking a cigar, and my wife's like, hey, can't you dial it back? I'm like, nah, this is who you got. And Burr's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, why you gotta be so fucking angry? Oh, everyone's cool when I'm angry and it pays the fucking bills. But then when I get really angry because I'm watching a fucking game, and I was like, yeah, yes, <laughs> it's it's across the board. I know. I I I I wish I I wish I had known that going in, and then I was like, well, maybe I'll try to focus on other parts of my personality. What's a, uh, we, I, that's why maybe I need a therapist. Talk Dude, to you should definitely it. do a therapist. My therapist, uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't talk about my therapist. Maybe off air. Yeah, maybe off air. He's an interesting guy. He's going through some shit right now. Oh, I don't need that. <laughs> he has his problems. Yeah. 
He's talking to me about his problems. Like, what the fuck, man? And I have to pay you? Yeah. Is he'll bring up something in your life and then he'll share an equivalent in his life. You're I don't like, need that. And you're like, whoa. Bro, you made the same shitty decisions? <laughs> what do you mean you got herpes too? I don't need this shit. Oh. <sighs> How long have we been doing, Halston? One ten. We'll wrap this up. How long we'll do you go. usually do it? Uh, I go. I like to do it definitely over an hour. Oh yeah. And then sure. uh, hour thirty is perfect in my opinion because it's not too much for everyone. And I'm doing two podcasts a week now. So you always have a guest, all of them. No, I do. I'm doing this one called Open Tabs, where I just basically uh, I on the weekend when I'm in the ro- on the road on Saturday, all the shit that I Google all day, I just leave all the tabs open in my my browser. And then I come back Wednesday and I just go through the browser and put all the stuff that made me laugh throughout That's the weekend. Hilarious. Yeah. And so, and then I close the tabs as I go through, I go, Oh, Aaron Lewis lost his shit on West Borland. Like, and you just watch it. And then I watch it with them. The funny thing is I didn't realize this, but this past week I, I, my computer screens in the corner and my most visited sites are up and it's like Netflix, American Airlines, Pornhub. And everyone's <laughs> like, by the way, I've, I've fucking played porns on, on open tabs of like porn stars I'm obsessed with. Do you get in trouble? No. No. Just, I don't show the sex part. Yeah. But like I showed this, this one, cause I can get into deep dives on porn. Really? You have yeah. your favorites or you go, you go weird porn? Weird porn. Like, uh, like last night I was Googling quicksand porn. Quicksand? Yeah. Like they're in uh, quicksand having sex? Girl, no. Just girl walking through the woods. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Falls in the quicksand? And just starts sinking. <laughs> and then some dude comes on and fucks her mouth? Nope. She just disappears. <laughs> what the fuck? That's a fuck genre of porn? She gets naked and she's going down. She's like, help, help. And then she just disappears. Dude, some creepy shit, it's man. very creepy. Part of me is like, I don't know if this is empowering women to watch her just disappear. It's not empowering. It's not empowering. <laughs> let me get. The, let's just cover a few things here. If I'm your therapist and you tell him that, he's like, let me get this straight. You watch women disappear, and you like to work with leather. Like this is. Are you a fucking your, serial killer? Your part when she stops talking. Well, when she goes under, it looks like she's losing her breath. And what else are you doing? I'm I'm making uh, leather fanny packs as I watch this. Dude, I watched a quicksand porn last night because I got I got curious by I heard about it. I heard that it's a fetish, and so I researched the fetish. The fetish comes from. Uh, guys my age it's my guys a little bit older than me really but my age who when you watch TV every plot line was quicksand there was always a quicksand plot line when I was a kid Abbott and Costello uh, all the superheroes quicksand would oh, always so show up it triggers that yeah it, so and that was our first our first uh, venture into sexuality was when the heroine, the, the beautiful woman, would be walking through the desert and got caught in quicksand. And the thing that would that I'm telling you what triggered it for me, where I go, whoa, because I heard about it on uh, Radio Lab, and they were saying that there's this whole genre. They're called sinkers. They're people who are in the community and they find the best quicksand in the country and then share these spots with each other and then they go videotape themselves in quicksand and it turns them on. And I was like, that's so bizarre. But they said it's also connected to superhero outfits. And I went, okay, superhero outfits is my thing. Like 
I remember as a kid, like Wonder Woman was like a massive turn on for me. That's the first time I realized I was straight watching Wonder Woman. Wow. So then I watched this quicksand and man, sure enough, what triggered it for me was when the woman's tits got to the quicksand they're like floating and they top. floated and they went up and you went, oh my God, I remember as a kid, I remember wishing you could see those big ass titties. Yes. And being like, whoa, I'm in. Really? And so I watched it and I saw the thing and it's not like I've never jerked off to quicksand porn, but I just watched it and I was like, that is fascinating that one little thing like that as a kid would define your sexuality, define what That's you, what they say. They say that when you're a kid, there's these things mold what you're into, like your type and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember mine was an old school CD. It said Mercedes and had a, a black girl bent over a Cadillac. She had a fat ass. I love fat asses now. Really? Yeah. It was just my thing. That's so interesting. I know. Jennifer Stevens uh, was this girl in, in eighth, seventh grade seventh grade probably eighth grade she came new to the school and she used to she had perfect feet i mean your foot guy because of jennifer stevens she would sit with her legs crossed great legs real tan you couldn't see a difference between the tan on her leg and her foot Not like it was that. just it was just one straight tan and she would play with her foot or her shoe on her foot like you a little flat at him. and i would stare at her foot. i was in love with, with her rock i was tongue. dating her too but i was i was would stare at her foot her playing with her and i was like i to this day i'm like you better have good feet Really? Oh, do you watch uh, shoe or foot fetish porn? No, I'm not into that. I'm not into guys getting jerked off with their feet. It's so awkward. Yeah, I something that really fucking got me popped me the other day was, and it was it was based in reality. Leanna seen some. I'd shown Leanna porn that I'd seen, and she was like, "It's so weird that that's what you like because that's none of the shit you do." Leanne, your wife. Yeah, and I was like, um, "You show her the porn." I just showed her like some of it. And like, it was just, babe, look, I'm into. You know, black guys no it was it was like it was i forget what it was but i was like I, it was like a joke like i was like hey you want to maybe a little bit and yeah. she was like that's fucking weird what you don't even do that like and i was like oh yeah and then i found down blousing which is just a woman the the whole all the videos are a woman in a loose fitted shirt like doing dishes and just and there's she's talking to the camera. Hey, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna go to Costco later? That's all it is. And I was You'd like, like that. And in my head, I was like, the the almost seeing the tit, almost or in Pornhub, you can see it every now and then. But and you're just like, oh, that's the reality I live in. Is like when you come in the kitchen and my wife's doing dishes, and I'm like, that makes a little sense. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, it's the small nuanced things that that. Are the things that are more real as opposed to like, I've never really grabbed a girl by the ponytail and gagged her out on my cock until she threw up. Like, so I don't know why that would turn me on. Yeah. You know? It's so aggressive. Yeah. Like, just, but they oh. say that's like shaping the the younger audience down. So, they're, you know, girls at 13, you're, and, and then also, I think maybe it was a TED talk. They're talking about how, um, they, this lady went to school and she was, she was interviewing like young teens, like girls, 12, 13, 14, 15. And she was like, have you had sexual intercourse? They go, no, I've just, uh, we've had oral sex. She's like, well, and they don't think, they think that's just like shaking hands because they're oh. so, yeah, you have two daughters. So they're so like fucking this, this world we live in is so fucked up. They're like, no, what are you talking about? We just, I just sucked this dick. And she's like, oh my God. Yeah. That's, oh my God. Terrifying. Dude, I, I. I you when I was a kid you could fuck a chick before you got her to suck her your dick. Yeah, no one sucked dick before they fucked. Times are different now. Oh my god, I got I got laid 
by two different girls before I got a blowjob. Wow. The first girl never even blew me. Like I was just like something like, how did you get a blowjob? I remember the first time I got a blowjob, I was in the loft beds at Sally Hall at Florida State. And she was, and I was like, how come? to college, huh? What? Oh, yeah, freshman year. Uh, she started sucking and I went, I think you're doing it wrong in my head. <laughs> so I was like, it's a blowjob. I'd never even seen a blowjob. I'd never seen a blowjob. Wow. There was no porn. You could, you'd see porn like at your friend's house. Yeah. But it would just be like Harry Bush, Harry Dick. And you'd Not be like, fun. And, you, and it was someone's dad's porn from like 1972. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you, now the stuff I've seen is like, I can't imagine that shaped my sexuality. It's shaping a, a lot of people's though. Ugh. Do you ever think how hard it's going to be to raise a boy? <sighs> yeah, I want a bunch of kids too, man. I do love you? kids. Love, love kids. Are you guys back in the mix trying to do it again? Yeah, I, I want a bunch. I'd, you know, I'd love like, you have two, yeah? I have two, we're done. You're done. Yeah, we're done. I would like, like uh, ideally I'd like four. Oh. But for sure, three. I wanted three really bad, and my youngest was a fucking nightmare. Do you want a boy? Do you ever I think- did. I did really bad. Now I'm glad I don't have one because I'm like, it's our, we're so girl-centric that it's almost like easy. See, I want, a, I want a girl to dial me down. I feel like if I get a girl, because my son's such a mama's boy, I'm like, dude, yeah. come on. I mean, as he gets older, hopefully, I'm like, quit being a little bitch, man. Like, I'm awesome, man. Be cool. Be cool, man. So I'm oh. hoping, but also, if, when I have a girl, I hope it just, like, calms me down a little bit. Oh. Like, but also with my son, what I find surprising is I'm such a pushover with him. I'm so disciplined and pretty, I don't want to say I'm tough to get along with, but I'm very driven. So I, you know, A to B, A to B. But with my son, I'm a complete pushover. Dude, I heard Cameron Haynes. Oh, by the way, I love Cameron Haynes. Me too, love that guy. I think that, I've never met him, but like I, you know, on through Instagram or whatever. Sure. But like, I get those guys kind of like, I kind of set your emotional clock in a weird way. You're like, okay, I got to fucking, I got to work out. You know, like if this guy's running a fucking marathon in a day and working and bow hunt, like all the shit he's doing, I can do a little bit. I can bit. find half an hour, I can f- an hour, yeah. And he was talking to Rogan about raising his sons. And he was like, yeah, I'm paraphrasing. If, if I fuck it up, I don't mean it out of disrespect. But it was like, yeah, I wonder if I've been too driven with them like i've wondered because like i think both his sons have joined like navy seals like they're both trying to go into the elite yeah forces well i think one was a cop and he was like yeah i wonder and i was like fuck what would it be like to have cameron haynes as a dad uh well would it be yeah, same thing as uh, like because i'm a dad but i'm like like i'm the exact opposite Ooh, you're you're looking at wrong you're looking at wrong. i disagree you're not the exact opposite really you, no i'd say you're driven your daughter's gonna be like holy shit dad's done some stuff man and especially if they even want to touch entertainment they're like holy fuck man look what dad's done Oh yeah, and they're gonna be able to see all of it, and they're like, "We got to do something here." I just see the and booze gonna, and drugs as, no, the, as they go. About, I don't think about it when I think of you. I know, uh, I know that's your thing or whatever. But yeah, with them, if they even sniff entertainment, they're like, "Oh fuck!" And so I think same thing with Cam's kids. They go, "All right, my dad's Cam. He's fucking running 500 miles before anyone else gets up, yeah. and he's wearing those weird cutoff tank tops and lifting nonstop." I told him not to wear those, but <laughs> so they're like, "If we're gonna do it, we got to go full fucking bore." Yeah. I think it's good and bad. But your kids are going to have the same problem, my man. You're not, it's not like you're selling insurance. We're like, oh, yeah, that's not whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I never looked at it that way. I just looked at like. No, like, what are you talking about? You're, you're, all, all you guys are outliers, man. 
and your kids are going to have to keep up with it somehow. That success, whether it's in comedy, podcasting, your TV shows, Cam running a million miles, uh, shooting uh, rare animals. He's in the one face. of the most fucking like, inspiration. Like he has a, he has a another life, along with a life. Like he's got a, this like successful bow hunting. Uh, ultra like that's so fucking see I view it different Bert you and I are different because and me, meaning this I view what Cam does and I go damn that's badass and inspirational but I view what you do what Tom Ari Rogan all you guys what you guys do is badass and inspirational but if you decided to dedicate your life to running marathons, you could do that. If you want to shoot those animals, you could do that. Yeah. I just feel like what's inspirational, you decided to do that and got it done. But I don't find yeah. that any different than you decide to do stand-up and then you're one of the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, it's yeah, all inspirational yeah. depending on how you look at it. Yeah, I guess I got it. Fucking maybe we should be our own therapists. Like I'll, I'll meet with you on Tuesdays and then you I meet know, with me right? on Wednesdays. I know. You know, Joey did that for me. Diaz? Yeah, I was going through. I was the only time I ever wanted to like, voluntarily ther- see a therapist. And I went one time. And I went and had coffee with Joey that afternoon. And he was like, uh, what, what do you do work right And I was like, oh, I got into therapy. He's like, fuck that. Cancel that shit now. I'm your fucking therapist. Whatever the fuck you're going through, we're going to meet every fucking morning for coffee. Oh, I love it. And we'll talk about it, all right? Yeah. And what's going on? And yeah. I just started. I was like, fuck it. I told him. And he was like, oh, come on. And then. Every for I was doing a cleanse at the time too, so every morning we'd meet, we'd have coffee and we'd talk, and it was and by like halfway in I was like I think I'm good like I, and I'd stopped seeing my therapist and he's like yeah and then we just hung out and talked all the time I could do that with Joey he's dude Joey best. looks amazing have you seen Joey lately yeah, he's I just saw him he looks fantastic he looks amazing you know he got uh, I think it's news he got picked up at Netflix yeah 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 that's yeah. out I just yeah? saw that yeah okay, him Christina Brad Williams. Um, for the thirty-minute specials, right? yeah, 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 the degener- degenerates, yeah. Big J Okerson. That's right, love Big y- Yamanika J. Sanders. I don't know Big J. I'm sure he's listening. I love Big J. I don't know him at all. I feel like me and him would get along. Oh, you I do. met him once outside. Um, what's the the the, the stand? Uh, no, what's out in New York? The big one, in New York. The nightclub where everyone goes. Comic Central? Comic Cellar? The Cellar, yeah. I saw him out there real quick. He was just like, what's up, brother? I was like, what's up, man? And then that was it. But I I like him for some reason. There's certain guys I like. I don't know why. Big J's got very similar energy to me and you. He loves to giggle. Yeah. Like he loves like he's a silly like, dude. Yeah, when you say something funny, he yeah. wants to share in the fun and he doesn't want it to go away. Yes. Like he likes to like uh he's I just played a prank on him this past week where I I told this in San Antonio I told uh, there were these two girls that were like 16 that work there and I they wanted to take a picture. I was like, no, nah, I can't take a picture with two 16-year-olds yeah, with my shirt off. Lady. Yeah. yeah, I was like, guys. And I was like, hey, but when Big J's here, tell him uh, I got you pregnant. <laughs> and so the, the one's mom went up to Big J straight as fuck and was like, you friends with Bert? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, he got my daughter pregnant. Like, and he's was pregnant. He like, what And Jay's fuck? like, well, it's so funny. The way Jay tells it, he's like, she goes, are you friends with Bert? And he's like, yeah, he's one of my best buds. She goes, well, Bert got her pregnant. I need his number. And Jay's like, I don't know. I'm that good. <laughs> the best part of the whole prank is she never said it was a joke she just left she'll see you later he's like yeah. what the and fuck fucking one of the other comics had to go just so you know Bert Jesus told her to say that and Jay's like man. I was losing my fucking mind yeah. he's, he's not out here a lot right he's in New York no he comes out once every blue moon they I, they asked me to do he he does a comedy festival at Legion of Skanks something right I'll do it and I couldn't heartbeat. I couldn't do it for a reason but I hope he doesn't if he's listening it wasn't because of me yeah. it was this just scheduling Dude, I, yeah, they hit me up to do it, and I was like, I can't I, do it. I was doing something, and I was like, fuck, I want to do that. I did it last year, and it was 
a fucking blast. It is so much fucking fun. Yeah, he's a talented dude. We got done, and then he was like, "Yo, will you throw an after party after the on Sunday night?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "It's at the Creek in the Cave, just downstairs. You have downstairs bar." And I was like, "All right." And as soon as I walked down there, everyone had their shirts off and they started chanting one of us, one of us. And I was fucking wasted. So my shirts off and then anyone that walked in the room, one of us, one. And everyone's taking their shirts off. People that you would never expect. Like, fuck it. I don't want to be. I'm terrified. Dude, Big J is one of my favorite human beings. He is the biggest giggler. I, you, uh, it's almost a travesty that you guys haven't hung I out know. and done a show I together, know, man. Because he finds, like, I called up Legions of Scan. Uh, I called up the Bonfire the other day, and they were doing. Is a, that his podcast or radio show? It's his radio show on SiriusXM. And when are you going to New York next? Soon, I think. I think I'm doing Gotham in December. Something they're trying to do. Got to go into Legion yeah. or to, to. I'm there for Showtime too. So yeah. Oh I'll be my there, God, yeah. you got to because. He, I called in and I guess they were doing he, he, they're not good at reads because they start making fun of them and understandable uh, and they could not get through a read and I called in and I was sitting on hold and I was listening to Jay laugh and he was laughing so hard that I go what is that you're laughing at and he goes oh I can't share it with you but I'll text it to you because we're gonna get in trouble yeah. so he texted me the read and it is fucking his he is was the funny yeah so funny my therapist goes the other day he goes I heard you on uh, on, uh, on Bonfire and I was like hold on you listen to Bonfire I was like I don't know if I can like, have bro, a therapist that listens to Big J I can't no it's not good. <laughs> or a fan you don't yeah. want that so what's going on next? Like, do you, are you? What are you? Are you going out to do commentating for boxing with Showtime? Like doing just below the belt? Uh, kind of all of it. Um, you know, I do the the below the belt show. I think we're on episode eight now. I have twenty more to go. Jesus, I know it's fun though. Yeah, it's getting better and better, and we're finding a rhythm, so that's good. And then, um, you know, the comedy just about just on tour. Well, I yeah. think. Uh, I'm in Houston in, in June. Really, I'm doing one night at the Ice House just to stay, you know, do, yeah. do my hour at the Ice House. Uh, that's June 15th. And then 22nd, 23rd, I'm at the Houston Improv. And that's like a light month for me. Then July, I only have one date. It's in Oklahoma. Really? Yeah, a little Casino? lighter. Yeah, casino out there. Uh, Thunder uh, or something? Thunder uh, or I forget what it is. I was, yeah, that's a great. That's yeah, a it's great, a fun one. It's fucking and great. Then, and then I pick back up after July. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm pretty aggressive. I have three weeks off. Yeah, and then I'm I'm hard. I'm Me, hard. I'm like my summer's light, which is good because I am focused on below the belt and the podcast, and then it, yeah, I hit it going hard. But yeah. I, it, it's nice being home because I haven't as much time home. I did just buy a new house, so it's good to be home with my really? son. Yeah, is this the first time you bought a house of this magnitude? Yeah, really big boy move. And it's weird when you do it because you know, you, like I said, I thought this was like the end all be all. I'd get this house, and you know, you save all this money, then you got to put the twenty percent down. He goes, Goosh. like, oh shit, I'm gonna oh, yeah. get moving here, man. We did. We just got the house. Yeah, like, this looks great, man. I was saying last time I was here, you guys were doing a bunch of construction. Yeah, and we just got it up and running to like, like we're done. We're actually done. Like, just put in new TVs everywhere. Just uh, TV outside, grill built in. And uh, I was like, I'm ready for a new house. My wife's like, hold on. We just got I up know. and running. I was like, I, I know, know, but like, I know. I go, I want the big one. <laughs> I want the big one. Like, like our friends bought like a $2.5 million house. And they were like, there's one next to us for 2.1. 
not by the way i'm not saying i can afford that but part of me is like you gotta roll the dice once right like you gotta be like but if you know again i i need to talk to therapists about this like i love my car i have a great car man. yeah it's, it's a beautiful the, car. it's a great car and then i got a feather up my ass the other night i'm like god love to have a mclaren <laughs> and my brother loves mclarens and he's like dude my brother like loves like actual racing cars yeah and he does it all the time and he's like dude we could get this mclaren and he starts sending me i'm like i want a mclaren now yeah and oh it's just then why are right, and it's the same thing then you get a mclaren all right and that's a great car and no one has them and they're fast as fuck and then what then where do you go then what the fuck do I do? I can't a helicopter or some shit. Dude, I do that with I do that with just the simplest thing. So we our truck. Here's where I get here's where I get caught up. I go our truck right now is a 2009, I think. We bought it in cash and just bought it, and we were like, fuck it, it's a truck. We're gonna have it forever. And then the other day I was like, it's like kind of getting beaten up. It's it's fucking old, and we've had kids in it the whole time. There are kids have grown up in that truck, and I was like, let's get a new let's get a new truck. Yeah. And my wife's like. Yeah, but it's you know it's going to be a car payment versus not having a car payment. I was like, yeah, but but we can afford it. Let's look at a yeah. truck. And then I start looking, and I go, okay, well, all right, let's look at the like. So girls like, look at the Escalade. So then I'm like, all right, well, I'm not getting the base Escalade. I'm going to get the one. You can't have. And, yeah, and then I'm going to go. I'll get the platinum one. I know. And then I'm like, okay, well, oh yeah, of course I want all this shit. And then I'm like, a hundred nine thousand dollars. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Why can't I, I just can't, be yeah. cool? Why can't? Why can't I just? And then I go. I'm not getting a truck. I'm just going to stay in this truck. That's I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm yeah. no trucks. No trucks for me. Yep. And then I start panicking. I go, oh, I can't afford a fucking truck. Yeah. And today I'm I'm finishing my jog up and I see a guy in like the fucking really nice Navigator, the brand new Navigators look really Those nice. Sick, yeah. And I was like, and I start going like, what the fuck? How does that guy afford that? Like I can't afford, like I can't afford that. But it's, I guess you can afford it. You, you just can start, for sure. You just start thinking in your head like I'm not gonna spend. I don't want to spend a thousand bucks a month on a car payment. I remember the day when it was four hundred bucks a month. I don't remember those days. Oh. I don't. I, 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 I and I, I don't come from money. But I literally, my my brain works different. Where I'm never worried about making money. I just, I, I go. What, what, oh my god! What, what, oh my god! What I, what I say to myself, and I'm like, how much is that McLaren? Well, I trade this car, and I'll put this much down. And then I'm going to find something that's going to cover that nut twofold. I'll come up with some concept that's going to cover that. With my house, I went, and it, it, it's happening. I got that house. I'm like, I'm going to come up with this to cover that nut. And then I feel like when I get to that level, it it heightens everything for me. So I'm like, I got to cover that. And I get more Dude, creative. I, Leanne, when Leanne and, and I. 10 years later, I'm dead broke living out of here. I'm like, I'm all out, man. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like a rapper. <laughs> I'm a rapper. I, just I had a good run. 30 for 30 broke comedians. I'm <laughs> my, fucking my, living out the back of the garage. My family and I are living out of this McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have nothing left of McLaren, bro. I got four kids I four and a fucking great McLaren. McLaren. I, the soundbite's going to be on the 30 for 30 broke. Just fucking. Oh. I don't know, but I, that's just the way I think. My wife said to me one time, she goes, uh, she was like, how do you make money? And I was and I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I mean, like, I don't know. I never see you like working. I go, I'm working all the time. Nonstop. And she was, this is when we were dating. She was like, what do you do? I said, I'm a comedian. You know, I do spots and I get deals. And she's like, oh. And then we got married. And she's like, how, I'm nervous that you're not worried about money. I go, it just shows up. And she's like, it, sometimes it doesn't. And I go, no, it does. It always does. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And, yeah. And. And then one time, one time, she said, we were like in a dry spell. It was right after we had Georgia. It was like the lowest we've ever been money-wise. And she said, I feel like I'm bad luck to you. And I went, what? In my head, I was like, hold on. 
don't get this into my head because no. I am a, I'm very superstitious. Yeah. Like, and what? she's like, she's like, you've been successful your whole fucking career. You got it. Your first deal six months in. Six months in, you were, and she's like, and now you're like not making money. I feel like I'm bad luck. And I remember being like, push that thought out of your head because if that sticks, that will this ruin. This going to work out. This is not going to fucking work out because I'll start blaming you. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I, I started working again and I was like, oh yeah. And she says it to this day. She's like, I can't believe that you don't like, you just go, it'll show up. Yeah, I, I, I never get worried about it. Like, I have a financial advisor who's saving stuff, so I'm not a moron. Yeah. And I, have, I have my son covered in the house and all that. But I'm just never, I think I get it from my mom. My mom's loosey-goosey with money. She's like yeah. the life of the party, and she's never worried. And she always finds a way to make it work. And then my dad's very, you know, they're obviously divorced because of this. But my dad's very business, very save, oh. save, save. Dude, that's, Leanne is like... Our, I would, our mortgage, it would shock you how low our mortgage is. Really? Oh, shock you. You'd be like, it's I'm sorry. Crib. Yeah, it's three grand. Jesus Christ. Three grand for our house. That's all we pay. So it's, it's everything. That's fucking everything. But I'm sure you bought it and then added all this. All these yeah, added on it. But we, we bought it at the bottom of the market. How long ago? 2008, 2009. Smart. And so got it for nothing and then just refinance put in put in all the stuff we needed but the way leanne works is like the, is like we had we owned two cars for like from 2009 until we just got a new car but leanne's just like we don't need anything we don't need anything i, know, I wish i had that i, I wish i wish I, I had more of it i'm fucking i, I know so, i wish i had more of it i'm always like all right what next what next cool car and i get used to driving I'm like what's next cool house what's next yeah cool gig what's next i want i just part of me goes i, I leanne doesn't have this i go yesterday I, I called her i was in manhattan beach i said i'm gonna rent us a house for three months in manhattan beach i love it out there and we're gonna live down in manhattan beach for three months and see if we like it she went why I said, because we live in one of the coolest states in the world, like we should definitely sample all the different places and see where we want to live. It's a great idea. We just got a house in the valley and we're like, fuck it. We're I, good. I agree with you on this. And she was like, oh no, but what if we like it? I don't want to have to move down to Manhattan. I went, what if we like it? What if you love it? Yeah, then let's fucking do it. It's going to be a beast for you, travel. I've thought about that, like driving to the store and stuff. But Oh, I'll just start working at Hermosa Beach Com Comedy Magic. Comedy Magic? Yeah, just do Comedy Magic. Fucking flights out of the airport. I'm there in five minutes. That's not a bad idea, man. Ooh, I started. You're convincing me to move there. Dude, Segura is the one that will convince you against it. He hated it. He used to live down there? Yeah, he moved out to the valley. He was like, hey, I know. Not... He's a dope crib down there. Yeah, the he... cutest kid ever. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like him at all. He really he's Not at all. Not I the know. He spit. <laughs> Like, not in any facet. <laughs> He's so cute, though, but does not look like him. You can listen to him parent his kid. And you want to talk about talking to your kid like you're on a podcast? Really? Hey, 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 buddy. What hell? Come on, man. The <laughs> fuck? Are you sh hey, I got to call you back. This fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the same fucking way. I Me, too. He goes, I was talking to Push. I call his wife Push. I was talking to her the other night. She goes, yeah, it's so crazy. We're going to have two kids. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I remember Tom and I used to come over to your house when you were watching the girls and you guys would have naked time <laughs> and I would just have the girls naked because I didn't want to put diapers on them and I'd be like it's naked time guys and Tom and Push would be sitting in my house and my kids would be running around pissing all naked over everything time. <laughs> naked time <laughs> oh it seems like a fucking lifetime ago we should wrap this up let's talk comedy after this alright let's do it um, so everyone can find you on tour June you're in uh, I'm Oklahoma. in uh, one night at the Ice House June 15th and then Houston Improv 22nd 23rd Tfatk.com, yeah. man. Dude, I, you're you're fucking fantastic, dude. I love hanging out dude, with you. Dude, you're the best, man. I could talk to you all day. Well, we're going to keep, keep this going. Yeah, we need to figure out this therapist stuff. <laughs>
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.